Good evening. This is NBC New York. Donald Trump today. Has <laughs> <laughs> Don't start that again. Let's not start that. <laughs> this is Sonny T, and you're listening to the Peach and Black podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Beach and Black Podcast, an award-winning, unofficial podcast on Prince. For over 10 years, giving you Prince news, reviews, trivia, and all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the host, Rob S. I think the craziest thing that's happened is when Prince invited me and Captain to meet with him in New York in 2010. Captain. Anytime Prince gets on the guitar and he starts getting up near that top fret, just get ready to blow your head off. Player. Oh my god, that's the Minneapolis sound right there. Toe Jam. There's just layers and layers of stuff going on in his music all the time in every speaker. Find Peach and Black on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Sonny T, and you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is your boy Mr. Hayes, and you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's happening, y'all? This is Tony M, and y'all listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. The fellas, getting it in. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Peach and Black Podcast. We are gathered here again today around this virtual roundtable to talk about the new power generation and a whole lot more. Introducing the panel, as always, from left to right, player. Why can't love be normal? <laughs> Jam. Before Soda Pop had Fizz. <laughs> and Captain. I still just can't get over the fact that I was driving a car with Sunny <laughs> T and Tony M in there. That is just freaking insane. And it's me, Rob S, in front of this microphone again. Yeah, yeah, you're Rob S, but <laughs> we talk to the NPG. Just get ready for that. Those interviews are coming up in this show. We're going to hear a lot more from them, and I'm going to hear them for the first time because you guys spoke to so many members of the MPG, including Sunny T, and I can't wait for that. Exclusive interviews coming up. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, this show, in this keep show. Keep your headphones to your ears. I don't think Sunny's <laughs> been interviewed for a, for a while, if ever. I mean, uh, so yeah. Well, I, I was trying to think of this the other day, and I can't think of the last time I've seen just him alone be interviewed. Mm. I've seen him do a few, like with like Tony M or with other band members, but by himself, I can't even think of one. So I was very happy that we got that. Let alone Australia, right? Can <laughs> I can't wait. So yeah, so that's a bit of a treat, and. Um, those conversations and interviews will be interspersed throughout this episode. So, uh, as we say, hold on to your wigs because it's about to get funky uh, and funny, hopefully. Now, come on, MC, you weren't there. You did not attend. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You were too busy at home resequencing your albums. I, I was resequencing Exodus <laughs> in tribute to these uh, <laughs> new power generation shows. But uh, on a serious note, unfortunately, I couldn't be there. I would have loved to have been there. But uh, three quarters of the podcast. 75%. Three quarters of the podcast were at Caloundra Music Festival in Australia for all of our international listeners. And uh, the MPG turned it out. They played two shows, 
over the course of two yep. days. Two 90-minute sets. There you go. The new power generation, and we're just about to get into it. And I am as excited as a regular listener of the show because I wasn't there. So I'm hearing pretty much 95% of what you guys are about to say is a complete surprise to me. You haven't given anything away outside of some no. very minor details. And um, yeah, I'm just super stoked to get into this with you guys. I think this is the first show that we're doing where... I have, I pretty much have no idea what you guys are going to say. Um, <laughs> well, I just I just want to say yourself that. in. <laughs> Play, player and I were the ones that missed out on going to New York City to meet Prince himself. So there you go. it's nice to have that feeling of having something above, ha- having something over. Our MC. Yeah. <laughs> you may have met the man Prince, but we met Sonny. We met Sonny. That's right. <laughs> I would be lying if I uh, didn't say I was a little bit jealous. And even like before it happened, even though I couldn't actually be there. Uh, we've covered that already, but I was kind of downplaying it, going, "Oh yeah." But then, as bad. it was happening, and as it was happening, yeah. you're like, "God damn, these motherfuckers can have seen yeah. something." <laughs> <laughs> you serious? I have to admit, yeah, yeah, I was a little bit jealous. Let's uh, put some context as well. Um, the MPG toured in Australia last year as well. They played the Byron Bay Blues Fest as well as some sideshows down in Sydney and I think in Melbourne as well. And uh, this lineup is a slightly different lineup from the lineup they had last year. Be- before we get into the lineup, because I really want to know who was on stage for these shows, any quick shout outs that you guys want to yeah, get well, in? Be- yes. Before we go any further, we've got a lot of shout outs to do. I'm just going to do like the biggest ones right now. First of all, Caloundra Music Festival itself. Yes. All yes. the staff, all the volunteers, everyone who great. did everything it was like i've never been to this festival before and it was just bloody amazing so congratulations to all those people and especially Catherine, who helped us out getting in and sorting out all our access and everything that was great media yep and of course the people behind the npg the npg crew uh jill and travis for helping us out it was all great we have many more but they're like the big ones we had to say right at the start we'll get to many many more later travis helped us out looked after us looked after the band uh catherine was great she organized a lot of things and the security were great as well whatever we needed you know everyone was very accommodating the people everybody everybody was fantastic it was such a good festival very well run Oh yeah, no problems. It was great. I was gonna say this later, but I'll just say it now. I just kept waiting for something to go wrong. Like we wouldn't be <laughs> like like we wouldn't be allowed access into something. But like every yeah. single thing just kept getting better, and I just couldn't believe that everything went to plan because that just doesn't happen. There's always something. There's always something. But this was just perfect. So yeah. thank you to everyone, all the festival staff and security. Love them. Now. As great as a time we had, I'm just not sure if we can explain just how great it was. We're going to try, but, you know, I just don't think you can even try and comprehend how cool it was just sitting around with these MPG guys. I hope it comes across how good it was, like, but who knows? You can only do what you can do. Fantastic. Well, let's move on to the new power generation themselves. What was the lineup? Tell me who was in the band. Well, like I was saying, um, it's a slightly different lineup to the one we saw last year. So the lineup for the 2019 Australian tour was, of course, Morris Hayes, the man, Mo, uh, on the keyboards and basically and musical running the band, more or less. Let's let's be yeah. honest. Hey, if you're wearing those shoes, you're running the band. Oh, the shoes. 
The shoes are from <laughs> Melbourne. Yes, Australian. Yeah. Uh, other original MPG crew included um, Mr. Sunny T. That's Woo-hoo! the one we're all excited about because he wasn't there last time. We did have Mono Neon, which is like, you know, another amazing bass player. But it was really great to have Sunny T, the original the original MPG, MPG. bass player. We've got a million stories about him coming up. <laughs> um, another original member, we had Tony M, of course, uh, who we interviewed before, legend. Yeah. Um, we also had Kenny Holman on saxophone as well, who oh, yeah. um, has played and a lot. And flute. And flute. And flute as yeah. well. Who's, um, I don't know if he was ever actually technically part of the live MPG show, but he certainly has done a lot of studio recordings with Prince uh, in the latter part of his career. He's basically hornheads and NPG horns and all that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the original members that I can think of. Then we also had um, Homer on guitar from Mid Condition. Um, Homer was there on the last tour as well. Great guitar player. Yeah, Apparently one of Prince's favourites. On drums, we had Les Cleveland, who was supposedly behind the scenes, um, working with Prince on various projects as the drummer. And, of course, uh, Mackenzie on the vocals. Um, who yeah. Was, oh, yeah, you know, Mackenzie. Who's been, of course, he's the lead vocalist. You know, He's the one singing the words to these he's awesome the Prince man. songs. Hey, I think you got everyone there. Although I wasn't there, but fantastic. Yeah, so you guys got, a, as Toe Jam said, you guys got a different MPG from the one I saw. Quite significantly different. Well, yeah, you, the, that show we had Kirk, Tamar, Andre, Tamar, Andre, Damon, Mono, Mono, Mono Neon, Damon Dixon. So it was very different. Yeah, yeah. Still haven't got Levi back down here, but maybe next year. Mm. Mm. All right. So that was the band, the new power generation. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't there. So paint me a picture, guys. What was what was it like? What happened? What was your experience like? I mean, you guys apparently have stories for days, so why don't you give me the... <laughs> how long How long's this show going to be? <laughs> I want to feel like... Well, give me the highlights at least. I want to feel like I'm there with you guys. So day one starts. What's happening? Well, my expectations right from the beginning that I thought the, how the weekend was going to go was I fly up to Caloundra, I see the MPG shows, and we prearranged to interview them and that was basically my expectations outside of that i thought maybe i catch some of the other festival artists and that's about it and we're about to tell you the whole heap more that we didn't expect that came along with the ride yeah. it was it was phenomenal it was really great okay so i get a train from sydney all the way up to brisbane 14 hours on the train <laughs> then uh straight up to caloundra like that morning so like i was on the train all night and then straight up there met up with player and then we turned up to pick up our, our passes and they were there. We were on the list. First, that's the first thing I was, I was just happy with. Yep. That was the first possible point of things going horribly wrong. And it was great. And the people were really nice who were working in the office there. So straight away, I, I was like, it's going good so far. And everyone's in about 50 times during this weekend. I kept saying that. And everyone's like, shut up. You're going to jinx it. So Such an optimist, Captain. Just to clarify. So on the first day, it was just um, player and captain. Um, okay, so we, we, we pick up about passes. We were hoping to get an interview with Hearts, but we didn't. Re- it didn't really pan out that way. We go into the festival, Captain and I, everything's great. But let's just say, we did get to talk to him, and hopefully we'll be talking to him in the future. Mm. Hearts did an amazing set. It was a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, and man, like, <laughs> he just, like, tore it up. Like, really tore it up. And also, it was interesting, he had a guest appearance by Mackenzie. Mackenzie came out um, for a track. But, man, Darren Hartz, he just tore it up, man. He just, he owned it. It was was just phenomenal to watch. It was great. And then afterwards, 
when the artist finishes on the stage, there's a side tent that they sort of come in and you can get things signed and photos and all that sort of things done. So we went and said hello to him. Uh, he remembers Rob S. <laughs> he remembers. Yeah, he oh, did. Really? He did. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. did. He remembered the interview that you did with him a few years ago. He remembered Peach and Black. He remembers Dom taking his photos. So we had a good conversation and he wanted, he was really bummed out because he had to leave. That night, he was leaving that night. night. Yeah. So he was, um, yeah, he wanted to hook up with us again, have a talk to us again. He was, it was, he was just great to catch up with. So massive shout out to Hearts. If you want to add anything to that, Captain? Oh, I'd never seen him before. And I, I've never seen him before. It just blew no. me away. Oh, yeah, really? He, yeah. Jeez, oh, you guys were in for a treat. I didn't realize. I thought you had seen him. I'd never seen him. And it was just like all Hendrix stuff. And he just killed it. He killed it. Absolutely yeah. killed it. I don't even know what else to say. I didn't, oh. I didn't know what to expect. But I thought, uh, you know, if you're doing mm. covers of songs, you know, it's never always as good as originals or, you know, an original sort of thing. But he, he just owned it. He, he embodied Hendrix. And yeah. he was like channeling it. It was it was spine tingling. It was it was phenomenal. It was like one of the best, biggest highlights. Just to clarify for our listeners as well, in case you don't know who Hartz is, Hartz was actually invited by Prince to go and jam with him. He's an Australian know, artist. Probably, yeah, Australian artist. And, yeah, and Prince found him on YouTube. Yeah, and he's one of these you know YouTube one man band kind of guys who just kills it, slays it. And Prince invited him to Paisley Park a few years before he passed to have a jam with him. So he's he's well known in the Australian. Prince fan community. And while he was playing, uh, Captain's like, I'll look on the side of the stage there and on the side was Mackenzie, Tony Tony M and Morris. They were all all side stage checking him out. So, you know, it was like when he came on stage, everyone wanted to see what he was like. No pressure, Hearts. No pressure. You just got the (laughs) MPG watching it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony was loving it. He was bobbing his head the whole time. But um, yeah, I mean, Hart, he, I mean, it was Hart plays Hendrix, but player said he was channeling Hendrix, but it still had his own little twist yeah, on it. Yeah, it did, yeah. But it was, oh, it was amazing. And yeah, like you said, Mackenzie came out and sang a song, and that was like our first view of any NPG. So we're like, oh, my first thought was, okay, so Mackenzie's come out during Hart's set, so that means uh, when the NPG are on, I better be seeing Hart's coming out and, you know, playing some solo, Purple, Purple Rain, Rain, whatever. <laughs> but it didn't happen. And um, that's okay. But as soon as Mackenzie came out, I put, okay, one for one. Let's swap, swap it over. But it didn't happen. That's okay. <laughs> so that's hearts. Yes. So speaking of Mackenzie, as promised, here is the man himself, Mackenzie, chatting to the Peach and Black podcast. So welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you. To the Peach and Black podcast. So welcome. I don't, we haven't talked to you before. So mm-hmm. thank you. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> I'm sure you've got plenty to talk about. <laughs> We're so well prepared. Um, how did you come about getting involved with MPG? So almost two years ago, I was doing a, a tribute for Prince with a symphony orchestra. And, um, I remember that thing, yeah. Andrew Goucher, uh, he, he played briefly with the NPG bass player. I guess he posted a video online and uh, the NPG's manager, Jill Willis, she saw it and she passed it to Morris. And then they reached out to me a few times because I thought it was fake the first few times yeah, yeah. Cause I, yeah I, mean, I mean you know when you get an email saying hi would you like to come meet the NPG it was like yeah, yeah sure <laughs> you, know, you know fast forward to January of 2018 I came out to Minneapolis my first time ever there I walked into the old Flight Time Studios met the guys instantly fell in love and um, we did a few shows together in the cold and at the Dakota and um, about a week later 
they hit me up and asked me to be a part of the band and I've just been enjoying the dream ever since right place right time absolutely right voice obviously uh, <laughs> right attitude yeah. yeah I think um, when when uh, we saw you in I saw you in Byron Bay like probably a year and a half ago mm -hmm. or so and I remember thinking the best thing about Mackenzie's performance was that Yes, it was a tribute to Prince, but it wasn't a Prince impersonation. It wasn't like yeah. a, you know someone dressing up in the Purple Rain gear. It was just <laughs> it was you doing your thing, right. but as a tribute to Prince rather right. than an impersonation. And was that something that you wanted to bring? You didn't want to Absolutely. do like, just a straight um, impersonation? Or? I would never impersonate Prince. Um, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, well, one, it's impossible. Two, to me, that's disrespectful. Uh, Prince is one of my masters, and you know when, when you have an artist like that, the best thing you can do is be yourself and I think that's what he taught us with his creativity and with his authenticity himself he was always Prince and I only know how to be McKenzie so um, you know th when these guys asked me to join the band that's what they were looking for and that's what I was only going to offer so it it's just you know it's been working I think, I think it translates really well with the Thank crowd you. as well yeah. because they, they get it's like oh it's not like this Purple Rain uh, yeah right what do you call it right uh, I mean for me this is covers band yeah. this is my way of saying thank you to him you know for everything that he's taught me so I'm, I'm honestly just trying not to butcher the music and <laughs> you know just do, do uh, as best job as I can just to you know bring what I can to the music so what was your you know first thoughts when who asked you to join the band who came um, up to you first and like well, after, after we did those shows all the guys did like yeah. um, they, they all called me they all kind of gave me like the thumbs up um, my first thought was I mean the same thought that I have every night when I got on stage with these guys I pinch myself yeah. you know we say a prayer together before and then I always kind of hang back after and say another prayer of gratitude because I'm really grateful to be here like these guys yeah. are legends in their own right and I'm learning so much from them on and off the stage so um, to me it's literally like I know it sounds cliche but it really is a dream like it really is a dream yeah and you were recently on America's Got Talent yes what's more nerve-wracking going on like a contest like that or performing with like such a legendary crew or? like Tony M <laughs> like this Tony. is this is definitely more nerve-wracking um the pressure of television is very nerve-wracking yep. knowing yeah. that you know I think the live shows about roughly 12 million people watching you and you know understanding that but there's a separation from yeah. you right yeah um and then also you know, I was I was singing different songs. Um, the audition was really cool because I was fortunate enough to actually have Morris with me. You know, so that that comforted me. But going out with these guys every night is probably the most pressure I've ever felt. You know, as an artist in a career, because I understand the gravity of it. I understand, you know, who I'm representing when I'm up there, and then. You know, these guys are they're legends, but they're bulldogs, you know, like they, they expect a lot from me and they're looking yeah. at me to get, you know, get everything right. So that, yeah, being on stage with them is the, that's the most pressure. Okay. Morris gave us some hints before about a potential NPG album coming out. Would you be possibly involved in that recording as well? Uh, of absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right. um, they've graciously allowed me to contribute some lyrics and yeah, some great. vocals and we're working on a lot of good stuff right now. We, we, we cooking up. We cooking up in the kitchen right now. So, have you heard the previous MPG albums, ex, like Exodus yes, and sir. New Parasol? Yes, sir. Would you say this, well, it'd be the, technically the fourth album, MPG, is it similar to any of them or it's totally oh, different? You, you know... I, oh, Tony's shaking his head. I'm going to have to pass the mic to, to, to Tom for that one. I, I would say that it, it's uh, it's an evolution, right? Ooh. You know, the, the MPG has its, uh, its sound and it's not like... It's not going to be night and day from that, but yeah. they've grown a lot as musicians and, and, and as people, you know what I mean, since then. So it's definitely like an evolution of the sound. That's what I would say. MPG, 
2020. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. That'll be it. No In the future. Get funkified. <laughs> Get funkified. Besides Prince, uh, what other influences that you like to listen to as growing up? So I have five masters. So it's Prince, James Brown, Freddie Mercury, Michael Jackson, and Marvin Gaye. And I call them my masters because I, I sit at their feet and I study them. Um, and, you know, I listen to some new music, but honestly, you can ask Tone, like, pre-show, what am I blasting? I'm putting on Marvin Gaye. I'm, I'm, you know, I might put some Stevie on, but it's always old school stuff. And I just think that they were gods and they got it right. They were perfect. So if I'm going to learn, I'm going to sit and learn from them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank y'all. All right. So that was a quick chat with Mackenzie. We're still on day one. Let's keep the stories rolling. What happened next? So later that day, early afternoon, MPG had their set. So they roll out their gear, crowd moves up towards the front. And with our particular media passes, thanks to Caloundra Festival, Captain and I had pit passes, pit access, which is the space between the stage and the front barricade. So we were free to roam in that space for the first three songs and... Technically, that pass gave you the ability to take photos. I had no idea that you weren't supposed to shoot video, but I went live on Peach and Black account, Facebook account, and did a live video. And I didn't realize that I wasn't allowed to do that, but I filmed the first three songs and live streamed them. But it was good and bad. The, The view that that video was shot was great because it was up the front, uninterrupted. But because I was between the stage monitors, the front wedges, mm, and... Sound, yeah. Yeah, the speakers that go out to the crowd, like the sound didn't really pick up as well from that position, which was a bit disappointing. But um, we hope that the people that tuned into that live stream, which was over 3,000 people, so thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we hope you get kind of a, a feel for the show. And well, it, that it, video it, is still there. You can go and watch it. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Go and check it out. So, yeah, we just thought we'd um, help MPG out with, with a bit of live stream so that everybody could experience it. And then after those first three songs, they sort of moved us out of that area and we got to experience the rest of the show from some different angles. We got some pictures and um, just really enjoyed the show. And that, that was on the main stage, wasn't it? That was the big one with the big, massive yeah. screen behind it and everything. And B- Big yeah. stage massive sound system yeah it's the main stage of the festival the whole festival the stage that cheap fakes completely destroyed last year <laughs> oh, there you go. when we when we played there last i think it was last year or the year before we were like the first band on at like midday and we felt like total rock stars on this massive stage with the big video cameras and everything yeah <laughs> well another thing with this particular show was while the mpg were performing i noticed there was a lot of young girls like little girls everywhere like between i don't know 15 and 19 you know there was heaps of them just wandering around and being part of the crowd and it didn't even occur to me that performing after new power generation with the veronicas and i thought all all these Mm. young girls are just coming out to check out the mpg and but they like they were just trying to secure their spot to see the veronicas but they were they were actually getting right into the mpg like they were like they were there they may as well make the most of it so they were getting sure they weren't coming to check on fly mr tony m uh he was working the crowd (laughs) he was definitely working the crowd oh yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) i think that's it with the festival that big main stage is more kind of family orientated there's a lot more families in that the mm. main one the side stages is kind of more you know people go specifically to the side stage to see their favorite artist or something but the main one's yeah. kind of more family which is exactly why they perform sexy mf and all the hits <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what when they started sexy mf I, i'm like oh this will be interesting because i was looking around and seeing all these like young kids and 
families and I'm like they'll just do like sexy mother and you know the the prince fans up the front they'll sing the rest of it but no <laughs> no just they I mean went I think all out. Tony <laughs> Tony did Tony did back off the mic a bit for that last word of that but yeah I mean everyone was just screaming it by the end anyway it was hilarious but yeah that main stage I mean that's pretty much the first thing you get to when you walk in the entry gate so everyone just walks into that so anyone who walked in around the time that MPG were on they they weren't going anywhere that's what they stopped and watched. So what do you think the reception was? Because um, the show I saw the second night, because it was a slightly smaller stage and you kind of got the feeling that most people there were Prince fans and were relatively familiar with the content. Whereas I I imagine at the main show, at the main stage, it might have been a little bit different because there's more families. And What what do you think the reception was like to people who had probably never even heard of the MPG? Well, the... I noticed it on the first night, almost all the crowd, they know when doves cry, they know all the big songs. But yeah, I mean, when, when Juice and a Quarter was on, you know, that's just for us. Hmm. That's not for the, the general fans. But um, yeah, all the, most of the big songs, you know, they, everyone was singing along. They know the songs. And the reception for it was quite good. Even some sort of, like, I don't think The Cross is like a really mainstream. It's more obscure than the other main yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah. It's an album track. Yeah. yeah, and they did The Cross and, you know, everyone's getting into it, so... Yeah, like even the lesser known songs uh, was still well received. Oh, once once the MPG start going, once they get that energy up, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. You know, you're in. Once you've seen the first few songs, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this. I don't, I don't know who they are or what they're doing, but I'm going to watch this. That would have been people, I think. My other question was, did they play any songs the first night that they didn't play the second night? Uh, Party Man? They opened with Party uh, Man. I missed out on oh, Party Oh, yeah, Man. Party Man. They opened with Party Man. <laughs> Um, I would have liked to have seen Party Man. And they did Cream. Yeah. Okay. I can live without Cream. <laughs> <laughs> I drink black coffee now. So. We we did see Cream eventually, <laughs> so we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean, it was... A, my memory is not that great of the actual show because, like, we were, like, sort of half working. Like, we were taking yeah. a million photos and... It was like work. <laughs> it was like work. Half working? You guys told me you were working it, you know, working it. Like, like a-, a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> But it was great. I enjoyed it. But like half the time I was taking photos mm. and like because and because we could get down in the front section and get really great photos. So, yeah, that was that was that was great. Again, thank you to Calandra Music Festival. So NPG tore up the main stage on day one. The crowd reception, yes. even people that may not have been, you know, super hardcore fans. Seems like they were having an awesome time. They were. Yeah. They, so they tore it out. 90 minutes set. And then what happened after that? So as soon as they finished their set, they came off stage into this side tent to do artist signing. It was really well set up how they could come straight out around the back of the stage and they had access, you know, a little backstage area. And then they could come straight into this like set up tent thing. And it was just really set up well the way it worked out. And so there was a really long table with chairs and you just started at one end and walk your way along and meet the band and talk to them, take your photo. And they're all really nice, all really accommodating. Nothing was a problem. It was really great. And that was really our first sort of interaction with them. They recognized us. They said, yeah, we're going to talk to you tomorrow and all that sort of stuff. So did you guys get anything signed? I didn't actually. <laughs> they were selling this MPG little tea towel thing. It's like, towel. like a towel thing, yeah. Yeah. And I got one of those for them to sign because I, with all our peach and black gear, I, f- I actually forgot to take up things like CDs and stuff to sign. So I bought a little bit of merchandise there, just this 
towel thing they got got to sign so they were great i remember when we first went up to them as soon as tony saw me he's like oh captain's here or something he said something like that that was just funny (laughs) yeah and then you know morris was there and he's like oh yeah here he is yeah it's just weird it's just weird that like (laughs) he's captain that's the weirdest thing though it's like i'm me just no one and they're the npg and they're and they're recognizing me that's just yeah that's weird it's a bizarre thing (laughs) I mean, I did have a picture of black shirt on, but still, Tony knows who I am. And it was just weird. Surreal. You're infamous. Yeah. (laughs) For so many reasons. (laughs) Maybe some of those were, maybe some of those we'll we'll get to. I've been hearing all sorts of rumors about you guys (laughs) and about you, Captain. (laughs) So, so, um, was any like crazy impromptu stuff happening or? or Uh, We'll get to that. Oh, okay. So after the signing, what happened then? Well, they went back to their hotel and the Veronica's started. We just kind of hung out for that a little bit but um it was getting into the night time and we had a needin and uh so yeah after the signing i mean there's not a lot to do in caloundra it's a pretty small place and this is a long weekend a lot of places were closed and literally the only place that we saw outside of the music festival was this big like it was called, was it called roadhouse grill or something yeah and um that was like the only place around and they had drinks they had food so we're like well let's just hang around here if the mpg are gonna come out to eat you know this is pretty much their only option so that was where we just sat around for i don't know what maybe an hour yeah an hour hour and a half i don't know we just sat there up. had some drinks and just sat around and then here they come walking in the door i mean it was it's basically like a tab <laughs> Jesus. Just, just to paint the picture it's a it's a sports bar so on one side there's like a restaurant the other side it's like a you know in the, the corner bar. there's a little stage with a guitarist with a acoustic guitar just strumming along and pool tables on one end then there's like pool tables there's a tab which is like a racing gambling, gambling yeah section and a bar we get the picture yeah. but then the you got all the tvs <laughs> you must have had what at least eight tvs right up on the top of the wall one yeah. had like the dog racing the greyhound mm. racing and, and all the, the others had trots. like all the gambling things and then there was like the horse racing with the uh, okay I, i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure some of our listeners i'm sure one of our crazy nerdy listeners is super keen on knowing what this restaurant was playing <laughs> that night but it does set the scene I'll, I'll, just I'll, um, I, I got a story about this place too there was one year clown music festival i think it might have been 2011 or 2012 and there was this massive, massive, massive storm, and it completely rained out the entire festival. The only bands they kept was Paul Kelly and Cheap Fakes. And Paul Kelly Ooh. played at the, like the main restaurant part. They cleared it all out and turned it into a stage and everything. And ah. Cheap Fakes played the little stage, the ones you guys were talking about, right. <laughs> as like the sort of wow, uh, pre-show entertainment. <laughs> wow. And how about the NPG? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here. So, okay, what's, what's the, N- the NPG walk in. They see us and they're like, oh, you know, what are you doing they here? They walk out. <laughs> and then they left. They just left and we just cried. <laughs> no, they all sat down. They, I think they ordered food. They, um, they just wanted somewhere to hang out and just kind of eat. Yeah. So MPG end up at this Roadhouse Tavern uh, along with the grill, crew. Roadhouse Grill. Roadhouse, Roadhouse Grill. Roadhouse Grill Tavern. As part of MPG's crew, there was uh, another Prince fan called Nick that came in and, you know, got the food oh, for yeah, the band. Nick, Nick. Yeah, shout out to Nick. He got some food for the band. We all sat down. We all chilled out. A lot of food. A lot of food. <laughs> a lot of food. The guys ate a lot of food. There was so much that they had to give some to the other people in the restaurant. So um, we end up in this situation where we're sit- like, I look over and here's Sunny T 
standing there and sitting next to him is Captain. And I'm just looking at this. I said, this is surreal. I'm in the middle of Queensland. I'm looking at Sonny T and Captain standing next to each other. And uh, we just kind of assemble all around this table. And uh, Michelle, who was our wonderful hostess that helped us out, along the trip we have to give a massive shout out to at the end oh yeah um kind of took the band's order for what they wanted to eat and all this food came out and you know the band were like we can't eat all this but you know you guys you want to mm. help yourself so we kind of just we're having some drinks and some food with tony and sunny and the band and we're just just there just kind of chatting and let me just quickly add we do not condone any animal racing yeah. horses dogs chickens whatever <laughs> gambling whatever so you can save your angry tweets and letters and emails thank you yeah. i think it was just as surreal for us as it was for them yeah. like yeah. sitting in this just weird you know there's horse racing there there's dog racing there there's all these like gambling things happening and they're just looking around like like what the hell is this <laughs> Welcome to welcome to Australia. <laughs> welcome to Queensland. Really, it, it was just not like the Prince tour, but welcome. I'm going to say surreal a lot. I'll say surreal a lot in this show, but that's it's the only it word really for yeah, it. Yeah, you you can't you can't put it into words how <laughs> how bizarre it was. Bizarre. Yeah, and and uh, like Sunny T's looking up the at these racing these dogs r- running around a track, and he's just like pissing himself laughing it's just like it's something like he's never seen before and we're trying to explain it to him and yeah it was just it was just hilarious the thing is i can't actually remember much of what we talked about that's the annoying thing it's all it's all just a blur now well the the guy there was a guy up on the corner stage just sort of playing guitar and sonny was like i oh yeah i really love i really love playing guitar and but I never wanted... get a chance to because I'm always playing bass for work. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah. Yeah. So he really wanted to... Him and Mackenzie are like... They're sort of getting in this dialogue of like wanting to go up and just yeah. kind of take over the show. And they keep looking up at this guitarist up there. At one point, Sonny's like, oh, there's an E flat. Oh, yeah, yeah. G minor. Oh, there's yeah. a you know, flat third. He's like going through every chord that this guy's <laughs> playing. And it's just so funny. <laughs> Because he's got perfect She's, pitch. He knows exactly what he's, he's playing. It's just... Oh. I imagine that'd be pretty intimidating actually playing and just like knowing the Sonny T there, just like knowing everything <laughs> <Yeah>. you're doing <laughs> before you even do it. <laughs> but then Sonny's just like, we're going to go get this guy. We're yeah, get Sonny him. McKenzie. <laughs> we're like, going to yeah, go and get him. And they would, they, would toying, <laughs> they would like this for like about 40 minutes before they actually yep. went and did about it. Every, like, about every like, you know, seven or eight minutes, like McKenzie was walking around talking to different people and like every, you know, six, seven, eight minutes, he'd circle back around to Sonny and he's like, we're going to get him. We're, we're going to get him later. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get this guy. <laughs> and um, this guy up on the stage, I, I, I really don't know who he is. I just, I didn't get his name or anything, but he was playing things like, electric feel and all these sort of weird songs but um yeah they were just like we we, we want to get up there and show this this guy how it's done kind of thing so eventually just be, like after they finish their food and just before they leave for the night they actually they walk up to the the, the singer and say like can we do a song so he hands over the guitar i think sonny's you know, and turns it I think he down. announced. Did did he announce them? He said something like, "Oh, we've got some some big guests or something." I can't remember what he said. Yeah, I can't remember. But he, he, the guitarist introduced, you know, "Oh, we've got some members from the new power generation." Everyone, yay! Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Sonny gets up, gets the guitar, mm. and he's playing it upside down. 
yeah, because it was Sonny's very left-handed, but style, it was a, yeah. it was weird the way he played it. But yeah, and Mackenzie gets the mic. It was like plucking almost. Yeah, it was interesting. I saw a few phones out, so I'm sure we'll see some something of it. And then what do they start playing? The beautiful, beautiful ones, ones. Mm. with oh, Sunny T on guitar. Which I don't think I've ever even seen him play guitar. It's it I don't just, even get how you play yeah, that on guitar. Well, yeah, and and left-handed uh, upside down as well. And it's it's <laughs> yep. an interesting variation. Uh, it's like interesting because with you know bass guitar, you know he plays the right-handed bass guitar upside down, and you, bass guitar is kind of different because most of the time you're only playing one note most of the time at a time. Yeah. You can Whereas, figure you know, that acoustic out. Acoustic guitar, you're playing chords and all this, and so it's like completely different shapes that you have to put your hand yeah. into than the standard, you know, major minor chord shapes that your fingers sort of naturally fall into. So he's like, you know, we'll get to that. We we'll ask him that later. You'll have to stay tuned for the interview. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you know, Sonny with his like harmonic things, he plays some crazy stuff, and like he's playing the beautiful ones, but it's like it's the beautiful ones like you have never heard it before. Hmm. I mean, it was just. We were all just looking at each other just like, what is happening? Like, this is the after show. I mean, it was only one song, but that was our after show, which was, except for playing more songs, it couldn't have just been any better than just, you know, Sonny T playing guitar on the beautiful ones and Mackenzie singing it. It was just insane. It's so cool to, to hear you say the word after show just in the, you know, in late 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just so cool. That's the closest thing that you could describe it as. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just this random bar. It was an impromptu thing. They just jump up. They play it. And you know, towards the end of the Beautiful Ones, how Prince gets into those screams. Like, Mackenzie was doing that. And it yep. was just... He was just... It was going nuts. And people were just was, like, what, what's going for this? It. Yeah. So... Uh, awesome. And then, I don't know how that guitarist got up and played after that. But, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. we left. We, we left, so we didn't yeah, we hear left. it. But I hmm. couldn't even imagine trying to get up after that. Yeah. Okay. So incredible day by the sounds of it <laughs> for you guys especially I, I think we should just clarify that dinner night Morris was missing so it was Tony Homer Kenny and Les and Les wasn't there either so it's okay. Tony Homer Kenny Sunny Sunny Mackenzie Mackenzie most of the band and Mackenzie yeah so day one's in the books Toe Jam's coming on day two yeah I got to bed at I, th- I don't know maybe around what was it one thirty, two o'clock and I was awake at 5 yeah, late. so Working it. You're and just working it. Yeah. I woke up at five o'clock because we wanted to get out there early for the next morning. And yep. Queensland doesn't do daylight savings time. New South Wales does. So I woke up at five and I'm like, okay, it's five o'clock. Or is it six o'clock? Or is it four o'clock? I had no idea uh, what was going on. That's what the um, funk will do to you. I just didn't know what happened. So I was just waiting <laughs> then for a player to come because he was going to pick me up and we were going to go. Meanwhile, so, down meanwhile, in Brisbane... I'm trying to sort out microphones and everything to bring up because we're going to record these interviews. And uh, so so my ride, uh, Steve, a uh, good mate who was there in 2016 and 2012. I'm sure there's lots of stories regarding Steve in that 2012 show uh, that we did, review show. So Steve... Um, 2016. He was there with us at 2016. Yeah. At the Casa, Casablanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Funny story in that one. So yeah, Steve comes to pick me up. Steve's car looks like something that NPG would drive themselves. It's this like black purple tinted thing with black windows, yeah. uh, big Prince symbols on the side, you know, Prince <laughs> chain hanging down from the rearview mirror. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'm thinking sexy MF video. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> think, yeah. think something like that. So yeah, we drive up to Caloundra. We're just, of course, we're super pumped and we're just blasting Prince stuff all the way up and 
talking, reliving our memories of all the things we've done, Prince related in the past. Anyway, so I'm getting these messages from Captain saying, where the bloody hell are you? Like, you know, it's 10 o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It's nine o'clock in the morning. We've got heaps of time. You know, he, obviously Captain's phone had clicked over to 10 o'clock. Sydney Daylight same. Saving. Yeah. He's completely wrong. <laughs> so anyway, we get there. And uh, my pass was there as well. I was super happy about that when yes. I got there, and my, my name was on the on the list, and in we go. And so um, we got but our before mics. Before that, before that, while um, Toe Jam and Captain are organising passes and um, mics and things, I had to go to the bathroom, and then I'm walking along the beach, and going for his morning walk is Mackenzie. Mackenzie's just in his shorts oh, yeah, and slides and um out of that shirt and he was just had juice in his hand and he was just walking the beach having a look around and said hey Mackenzie, what's up just shook his hand and just let him go on his walk and then when i got back to where <laughs> captain and toe jam were he walked he past a, again he walked past again yeah. he did a circle around so um, uh, and Steve and I saw him as we were walking from the car to the festival as well. So it's <laughs> he's just come out for a walk and peach and black are all over him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bloody stalkers. You we're just doing our thing. No, 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 no. Mackenzie was stalking, stalking us. us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's it. Hmm. Morris has sent him out. Go and check on those guys, will you? Go and see what these guys are all about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so day two. I'm like, I was going to ask you guys. All right, what was the show like? But there's a whole history before we even get to the show. Oh yeah, my, well, my, straight away, like we're getting these mics set up, and you know, for the interview, and, and suddenly it was like, no, no, we're going to go watch the sound check. So we go and watch the MPG sound check, nice and early in the morning, like ten, ten thirty, like that. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, obviously the, the festival isn't open at that point, so there's no one around except for staff setting up and sound mm. techs and this kind of thing. And here we are, sort of watching the MPG do their sound check, and um, and that was a whole maybe, hour. That was a good sound check. Oh yeah. So my memories of the sound check was just like. I remember just hearing all this funky stuff happening from Sonny T. He's Sonny just, T tuning oh, man. his bass and, oh, man. Just warming up and just like, yeah. holy moly, this guy is a mother on the bass. Like, He's an alien. <laughs> we all knew it, but just... And I remember sitting next to Captain, and Captain and I just every five seconds looking at each other like, did you hear that? Holy yeah. moly. <laughs> it's Sonny um, T. And also, I also remember hearing Morris going through his keyboard samples, and he's playing like, you know, he's obviously yeah. got all these samples, not from the albums, the CDs. He's, like he's got them from the vocals. original tracks, isolated vocals. Yeah. And you know, he's yeah. playing Sheena Easton's chorus from You Got, from the, you look. got the Look. And uh, yeah, Wendy and Lisa's stuff. Like they're singing vocals on 17 Days. And it's like just the isolated parts. I'm like, oh my God, he's got yeah. this amazing library of samples. Yeah. So cool. So what did they play in the soundcheck? They played 17 Days. They did, yeah. Well, they played the songs that they were going to play that night that they hadn't played the night before. Yeah, yeah. You got They played You Got the Looks, 17 Days. They played Together couple of others i remember kenny holman just totally shredding on the saxophone oh. like wobbling his head just going <laughs> just, just going all these crazy scales and just totally insane stuff <laughs> and then tony m's like trying to get his guitar sorted and he just looks over and he's like whoa whoa, whoa just hold up for a second like, <laughs> <laughs> but the undoubted highlight the, of the highlight. sound check of the sound check and possibly the tour possibly the weekend <laughs> possibly <laughs> yeah possibly <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. Oh, so yeah, so Morris is up there and he's like, uh, he's talking about which songs that were going to change from the night before. And so, he, you know, he's talking out loud to the band and he's like, okay, we're going to change out this for this. Yeah, and he's like, like oh. we're going to, he's like, take note, we're going to take out um, cream and replace it with gold. So he's, yeah, yeah. he's making all these changes and Captain is sitting next to me and without a out word, of nowhere. without a word, <laughs> out of nowhere, he just gets up 
and he starts walking yeah. up to the front. And I'm like, where's this guy going? He's just I walking. Know, I, I, thought, I thought he had like a, an immediate bathroom. Oh, I've got to go. I've got to go. Just up <laughs> straight to the stage. <laughs> no, look, they're talking about changing the set list. And I'm standing there looking at Sunny T on the stage. And I'm like, how can we not? If Look, if we're changing the set list. Why aren't we going to get if like... We, you know, I love how good- I love how you go, if we are changing the set list. <laughs> exactly. You know, it doesn't we- say if they are changing the set list. No, like no, if no, we're no. changing the set list. <laughs> exactly. So, and I'm, I'm looking at Sunny T and I'm like, then how, if we're changing the set list, how can we not have, you know, like the good life or get wild, get Sunny T. Sunny Thompson up there. Because he can do the vocal. Yeah, he's He here. came all the way to Australia. So, yeah. So it makes sense. But I didn't know exactly. you were doing what that. What did you do? He what just do? he just gets up without a word. He starts walking. I'm looking at Toe Jam like, where's this guy going? And he makes his way all the way to the side of the stage where Tony's sitting doing his sound check. And Morris, the and, MD, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what, what is it that you actually say say to Tony? All I said, Tony took out his earpiece thing so he could yeah. hear me. And all He's I said monitors. was, "Get wild." That's all I said. <laughs> That's all. And he's hounding the MPG to play a song. Like yeah, you've got to play the song. <laughs> yeah, he's telling them. He's he's now running the sound check. Captain is now the MD for the new well, power look, generation. Look, basically, if, yeah. if anyone remembers uh, when I talked about the um, when I went to One Night Alone in Japan, I walked up to Prince and I'm like, "You need to release the Xenophobia album, Expectation album." And you know, it's the same thing. I just walk up. You just say what you want. That's that's how it works, right? Isn't, isn't that how it works? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you did well, it. Anyway. In in this case, it didn't work. It worked with Prince, but not with the NPG. So what, what was the response? All I said was, get wild. Cap, sit your ass down. Go sit your ass down. Come on, get wild. Come on, man. Hey, y'all, get your boy. He came to protest. He came to protest. He threw the, he threw the red card on us right quick. He did. He broke it out. He pulled the red card. I am. I got a recommendation. No, I have a recommendation. <laughs> Get bloody wild. <laughs> Red card for you. I'm sorry, Cap. I had to go in, man. Sit your ass down. <laughs> you my man, though. Like, really, Tony had put his foot in Captain's ass at that point. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. It was hilarious. It really was. was. It was the highlight. Like, yeah, while this is happening, the rest of the band are looking at Player and I like, what? Who's this guy? Like, what are you, you know, are you going <laughs> to so. come and check your boy? Like, <laughs> all, all I remember, all I remember when I was walking back to the seats, I could still hear Sonny laughing. And that was the best thing. I could hear Sonny yeah. laughing and Morris Sunny was laughing. laughing. Yeah. Tony was laughing. But you can always hear Sonny's laugh anywhere. That's the thing with Sonny. Like, you heard him before you saw him. You could, like, (laughs) around the corner, you hear the laugh, and it's like, oh, Sonny's around the corner, you know? You could, everywhere. Just, he laughed everywhere, that guy. It was hilarious. Exactly like the exodus. Best thing about that was that it was all in total good fun. I think they loved the fact that you came up to them and, you know, and they they loved it. No, 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 Toe Jam, it was all in big fun. Uh (laughs) There you go. So, all right, we'll get to Sonny, but Tony told Captain to to sit his ass down. Why don't we hear a little bit more from Tony speaking to the Pitch and Black podcast right now. Exclusive interview. Here he is, Tony M. Fellas, fellas, what's happening? <laughs> Thank you for coming back on. Oh man, thanks for having this me. Is, this is the first one live in person now. That's right, that's right. We did the last one remote. Yeah, And thanks. had everybody checking in. So here we go, live and in full effect. So I'm gonna tell y'all a little quick story. Oh, so the fellas were at sound check and uh, <laughs> Captain, he's very opinionated. So he walks up to the front of the stage. We're trying to flip up the set list. 
and figure out what we're gonna do different. I got the perfect suggestion. So his ass <laughs> walks up to the front of the stage and goes, get wild. I'm sorry, y'all, I had to get him. I was like, Kevin, sit your ass down. <laughs> we got this, but that's my man. We love him to death, so. You <laughs> got Sonny T. Sonny T's here. Yeah, Sonny, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And believe me, um, we're working in more and more of that. I said, we, we can't have him up on stage with his talent and not utilize that and give him some solo time, so yeah. uh, it's coming. He got some good solos last night, just like bass solos. Yeah, but you are a bass solo, but we need him on the vocals, too. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I noticed in the sound check, um, that it seemed to be Morris and yourself primarily the ones running the sound check. Um, I don't know if you noticed that or whether it's just sort of a, it just happens. Yeah, it just, um, yeah. But I noticed a lot of the other band are just, you know, they're doing their thing, but yeah. it's really you and Morris who are, you know, keeping an eye on everything. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you kind of answered it then, but I was going to say, is that a conscious thing where you two have decided, no, we're the ones sort of running this? Or is well, it just, it's just natural? I, I think it's natural, especially for me, uh, like my day job is, you know, I, I, I like to say I heard the cats. So I make sure everybody's uh, doing their job, making things sure things are moving along, no one's sloughing. And uh, even when like uh, a Travis or Jill is not around, I'm basically mm. telling everybody where they need to be at what time. I let Mo, Mo handle some music. Yeah. We'll discuss uh, songs and arrangements and where we put certain songs in the set. But uh, Mo's DMD, and uh, I just make sure everybody's on time and where they're supposed to be, and then that we're all yeah. uh, ready to uh, perform at the uh, most you know, make highest it levels. So this new album, upcoming you got some good raps in there right oh yeah yeah it's oh, fire it's, it's fire it's fire that's I, what uh, we're waiting for. I've, been, I've been waiting for this one for uh for a long time um we'll be we'll be in the works on some uh, some uh, individual deacon tracks yeah, too yeah. but uh right now we're focusing on the uh, npg mm. uh, album and uh, uh i'm very excited with, with where this project is going right now cannot wait man levi he came with he came with them hits sonny came with hits max got some uh, uh, Mo brought, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we, it's like a pot of gumbo right now. It's just bubbling, <laughs> man. It's bubbling. We've got to get Levi. We've got to get Levi down here. Yes, yeah. Oh, man. It, can he stand the flight? Yeah. It's not too long. <laughs> yeah. Levi, don't listen. You know this flight's too damn long. But I still love it. We still love it down here, man. I'm like, and I can't believe this weather right here, man. Is, is it like this all the time here? Well, Queensland's warm. Yeah. 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 Break out the shorts again. But you're just the start all of summer All day, every now. day, my man. I won't hit the stage with him on. I almost did yesterday. I almost yeah. wore the, the, the shorts, the white shorts, and I said, yeah. nah, I won't do that. My band played here last year. We were the first band on the main stage at like, you know, 12 p.m. And we all wear, we all wear the thongs the on stage. Flops, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like long. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. a Queensland look. It's so. relaxed here. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. But it is pretty warm. It's more humid up here than like Sydney and Melbourne too. Yeah, yeah. You get that. But last time we came, we're, uh, we were sitting, was that like your winter time? It was going into fall. It was kind of cool. It was cool. April, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was coming into the winter. It was, yeah, it was cool. coming yeah, into the winter, May. yeah. yeah. April, April, May, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still a little cool, yeah. So, but right now, uh, yeah, we're loving it, and man. I'm glad y'all came out. I hope you had fun yesterday. And oh, yeah. 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 And you know we're going to bring it tonight. Of course. Days of Wild. Oh. <laughs> Sammy, buddy. No pressure. Tony M singing Days of Wild. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what you're here for. What did you think? It was great. It was different, but it had to be. You it had to be. You can't copy it, it exactly. What? No. But Prince... you got your own little thing in there, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, it works. It works. It, uh, the crowd gets hyped. The crowd went nuts. The crowd went nuts. That and... um. Call the law, you and, know. Where, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, go crazy. They come with this, so I got to pace myself. I was almost out of breath on those yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing your guitar lines mm -hmm. uh, and you're trading off with Homer or Levi, mm -hmm. um, is it 
are you just kind of bringing the icing on the cake? Is that what it's all yeah, about? Yeah, I, I, what I try to do is I try to just stay in the pocket and not mess up what they're doing. Right. right? So they carry the primary load, and, yeah. uh, you know, I just get in where I fit in, you know, just gotcha. to, you know, like you said, put some icing on the cake, put a little flavor to it, you know, and that's what Prince allowed me to do when I was with them, and, uh, and that's what I'll continue to do. I don't need to take solos. I don't, you know, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I think I do enough. I'll grab a tambourine, a triangle. It don't make no difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, just whatever I can add, you know, to the show. Yeah. So you know, going back into the full time dancing. Uh, full oh no, them days are long gone, fellas. Uh, like, like I told you, oh no, man. Yeah, I told you it's more like a two step now. I said that before. Just back and forward. That's enough. Yeah, just upright, rocking back and forth a little bit. No, no more splits. No more of that diving on the floor. Oh, oh, we got we got video for that. Yeah, yes, we, you we do. We can watch the video. Yeah, y'all don't want to see that. Now you have me in traction. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, man, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, no, no worries, man. I appreciate it. Y'all look out for that new MPGLP. It's oh, coming. Yes. Uh, probably, I think we're looking at first single maybe being uh, Get Funkified or Funkified. Ooh. So um, I don't know if y'all even heard that one. No. You'll have, have to send it one? to me. Uh, we got you. We got you guys. You can uh, start pumping a little bit before we come back up Ooh. here or come back down here. So we're ready. Yeah. Because MPG was here, what, about a year and a half ago? Yep. You're here now. Mm -hmm. So you'll be back in about another year, right? A I hope so. They said they mentioned a big, big festival in Woods. What's it? Wood, Woodford? Woodford. Woodford, yeah, yeah. Woodford yes. Folk yeah, Festival. Yeah, they said yeah. it's massive. So yeah. uh, the, they're working on that right now. Oh. That one is like um, the week after Christmas. That's stinking oh. hot. It's really is it blazing? Really yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like 100 degrees. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. next year after Christmas we'll be here at that festival. We're looking forward to that one. Make it happen because you're here now with this beautiful weather. But now that you're heading to London and Europe and yes, where it's going to get cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, your shorts man. up now. And <laughs> added, yeah, the shorts are gone, man. Matter of fact, I'm bringing my big cap, my uh, my Moscow cap for oh, over yeah. there because we're they added some shows on the Eastern Bloc. So we got yeah, yeah. Uh, Serbia, Slovenia. I saw them. Yeah, yeah and uh, so You've never been there. Been there? Never. All right, it's been so my first time there. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about. Uh, uh, Monte Carlo, that was going to be a blast, oh, yeah. and then uh, our mainstays were, you know, our heart is Amsterdam and oh, yeah. you know, London, and you know, uh, Brussels is nice. So it's going, it's a nice run. I've never been to Scotland before, so this oh. will be my first time in Scotland. Gotcha. So looking forward to quite a few of these shows. Well, good. No? We're all good. Yeah. I think they're done with me, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that was Tony M. Once again, second now. time on the Peach and Blake podcast. Uh, yeah, that's right, and uh, and definitely not the last. All right, keep the show rolling. What what happened next? So you've sit you've been to the sound check you've disrupted the bum rushed the stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> what happens next well at that point we get escorted to the kind of vip area for media where they conduct the interviews so it's a nice big tent it's great they've got food water um air conditioning in a tent air conditioning they know yeah. how to roll it's great there was some girls on the opposite side of us that look like a group of belly dancers, or belly dancers. yeah, yeah. And they mm. were just they were just getting changed in front of us like <laughs> they like I saw a lot of stuff that I shouldn't probably have been seeing because they were just like <laughs> stripping off and changing their clothes. They didn't care, and it's like okay, but it we'll was just fine. sit here, it thanks. Yeah, yeah. We'll sit here. <laughs> so it was, we sit. it was funny when we were doing the interviews as well, and before we were setting up for the interviews, and the MPG were there. You know, we're getting ready, they're getting ready, and you can see everyone just kind of like appreciating <laughs> the view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, MPG come in. Uh, first of all, we have um, Sunny T. And Sunny sat down with us, talked to us. We'll, we'll get to that Stay later tuned. on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I was so happy to talk to Sunny. Sunny oh. was great. 
and just yeah they were like hung out basically yeah we just hung out just having a chat um like we we had a few questions written down for like Mm. each of them but like we barely even looked at that like i just started thinking of questions and just talking which was was better anyway it's just you know it's it's a conversation Like, I just thought of, you know, something from the gold experience and I'll just ask him about it. Like, it wasn't even written down. It was great. Yeah, well, see, I had a question about Love Thy Will Be Done that wasn't written down and I just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, he sung that in the 90s. We were speaking about that on originals recently. So, Mm. Hmm. you know, stuff like that that just came up. We just decided to talk some things and we did that with all the band members just to sort of just... Got well, the, the only thing was, had a chat. we were going to talk to everyone, but by the time we finished with... Uh, Tony and Mackenzie. Yeah, we yeah, finished, and then and then we were ready for, like, Kenny and Les, but they'd already gone because we'd talked too long yeah. to all we the other guys. Too so yeah. Toe Jam's like, oh, damn it, we missed out. We missed out on Kenny. Chewing off everyone. Chewing off the ear of the MPG. I was definitely keen to, to talk to Kenny, being a horn player. Yeah. And, um, and I would have loved to talk to Les as well because he's not that... I don't think I've seen any interviews with Les, so I yeah. would have loved to have had his perspective. And now you still won't. <laughs> but um, no, I want to talk to him too because, you know, like not a lot of people know who he is. I wanted to like get his story, but um, we might talk to him one day. So obviously MPG played a second show that night, but before we get into that... Yeah, so then um, after that, I think, um, you know, the MPG had some other promo things they had to do i think they did a meet they did a they did a meet and greet i think and then did they their did, signing yeah. stuff again so yeah we hung out for a bit and then they did the artist signing again which i was very happy to get my copies my cd copy of exodus signed by sunny t and morris hayes and kenny holman, holman signed it as well even though he's not actually on it but anyway <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was kind of cool i was very happy about that you got sunny signed your exodus album that is just yep. so good that that's his album yeah that is that's <laughs> his album he's the lead singer the lead bass player steve who we were dubbing our rob s fill in for the weekend uh he How was our, dare our seat. You. is it a fun <laughs> in, in 20 in 2016 there was three of us and steve was there yep. to be the Plus fourth steve. and yep. now again there was three of us yep. and steve's there to be the fourth guy he's just like the fill in for <laughs> whoever's missing he's there don't worry about it. he'll he'll fill in <laughs> i got my eye on you steve i'm watching you <laughs> yeah, so I got my uh, Exodus signed. Uh, Steve Steve Bennett got his um his he bought his Diamonds and Pearls tour book, and I, when he when I saw that, I'm like, ah, oh, I so wish I had brought my tour book. He got mm, so yeah. Tony M and Sunny T signing the NPG yeah. Diamonds and Pearls tour book, and you know he's he actually saw that show. He saw the show in Brisbane, Diamonds right, and Pearls yeah. tour. So yeah, that's that's a real memento there. At the signing, at the artist signing as well, I also ran into um, Matthew, who's a big fan of the show. I think from memory, like I just had my CD signed and I was stoked and this guy said, oh, are you part of Peach and Black? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I recognize your voices. So <laughs> shout, out to, um, shout out to Matthew. See, I hope, that's I hope how listening. you know it's a that's real a Peach and Black. That, that, yeah. That's how you know he's a real Peach and Black fan. He didn't just say like, oh, I know who you are. He's like, he said the line, which any well, Peach and Black listener would know, which is I recognize your voices. <laughs> He said the line that Prince said. So, yeah, yep, you've got to be... Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. That might be my creative memory. I don't know. <laughs> but it was something along those lines. So. Let's just go with that. <laughs> it sounds good. But, yeah, they finished their the signing. And just when they were about to finish, we were talking to Travis before who organized the interviews and everything. And um, just when they were about to like get up and leave, I just said to Travis, what's, what's the plans? What's happening now? And he's just like follow me and we literally just followed him and we went straight up to this um i didn't know what was happening i just saw you like suddenly you're i just walking, pointed back like, to you 20 and I'm meters like, let's go and you looked at me like let's go let's go let's go and then i see travis ahead of captain i'm like oh 
let's go. And suddenly yeah. Steve's right behind me, you know, down we go. <laughs> and so we went up to this, what was it called? The King's King's Club or uh, something? It's like, like, it's the, like the VIP. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And up it's the this. one you pay. The only people allowed in there are the, if you're an artist or um, you've paid a crap load for the VIP experience. Yeah. Well, I think Media Pass can get in there as well. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had well, we, that. That's how we got in. Yeah. We had that, but we came in with Travis anyway. But, like, yeah. no one knew this was happening. We didn't know it was happening, like, 30 seconds before it happened, which was just... So, what, well, like, what was happening? We didn't know. We He just said, follow me, and we just followed him. Okay. And we went up to, into this thing, uh, into this little... Little tent. Well, fairly like, big tent. It was pretty big. Yeah. And it had, like these, and, yeah. like, these big grand pianos set up there and, like, a little drum hmm. kit and stuff. And then, like, Morris and Mackenzie, and Les. Les got on the drums. Mackenzie sat down with the, on his stool with the microphone and Morris sits at the piano. And we're like, well, I guess this is happening. And like, mm. this is all within like two minutes of Travis saying, follow me. And then we're up there and they're starting to play. And they wow. play impromptu, impromptu trio. Yes, exactly. Mm. And I think it was 3.15. They had to wait for the big main stage, which was just in front of that, to have their break in between bands. Otherwise, you wouldn't have heard anything. Mm. And they played three songs. I think Little Red Corvette was first. Yep. And then Cream. Yep. And what was last? Nothing Compares? What did he play? Nothing Compares to you was the last one, yeah. Yeah, those cool. three songs. Awesome. And, um, and it was the most interesting thing about it was hearing Morris play the piano not like the keyboard you know organ synths organs, kind of stuff yeah he's just playing acoustic piano and really like playing beautifully as well it was yeah it was really nice and yeah cool. i mean and this just happened out of nowhere it was just crazy and unfortunately even player missed out because it just happened so quickly yeah i missed out. he was off i don't know what you were doing but it just all happened so quickly like we i couldn't even hmm. tell him like it was just like let's go and that was it so even player missed out which was sad yeah how many people were in that section it was pretty Probably busy it wasn't maybe packed, 100 or 200 Oh, really? There would yeah. There was a lot of people sitting down. There was a few people standing. There would have been yeah, probably maybe 100 or so. Okay. It's basically what- where the VIPs can basically go. They can drink. They can watch. They've got an awesome view of the main stage from that, yeah. that spot. And then they just, you know, between the main between the main acts, they just have these like impromptu performances on the piano in between. It, cool. It's, it's um, the highest ticket that you can buy at the festival. The King's Club. Yeah. yeah. yeah the King's awesome. So I missed that whole piano section because I was back at the hotel. Michelle and I were arranging for... Michelle cooked this massive shepherd's pie for the band. Um, oh, yeah. She's, um, she's friends with Tony and stuff, and he recognized her from her trip to Minneapolis, and they got conversing, and she's, you know, cooking for them. So I go in the lobby, and in sitting in the lobby is Tony and Homer, and I said, hey, guys, your, your lunch is here. Food so, delivery. <laughs> um, food delivery, Uber Eats. So Michelle took it into them and... Um yeah, t- like the guys love this food. Like this, from from this point onwards, like that's all they talk about is this pie. <laughs> so, um, as Tony M said, uh, she put a foot in it, which, uh, as we all know, <laughs> is a, a big compliment. So they yeah. were loving it because t- Sunny was. I was talking to Sunny, and he was like, he wanted just like something fresh, like grilled fish. He wanted fresh food, and I think all the guys were like that because all the food they were eating were like chicken wings and sort of bite-sized food, and it would—it just wasn't. They were looking for something more sort of healthier and substantial. So you, you, um, you're going to hear it here first, Peach and Black listeners. If you want to know the diets of all of the New Power Generation <laughs> members and their uh, favorite menu items, you've come to the right place. Well, look, yeah. look, even even me who loves burgers, like after a lot of fried food, even I yeah. woke up on that Sunday morning and I, I even said you guys a message i'm like i think i need need to eat a salad (laughs) 
<laughs> which is something you'll normally never hear me say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the guys got into the pie and they loved it. And, um, yeah. So that's why you missed the piano set. You were watching Tony yeah. and eat the pie. <laughs> So did they save some for Morris, Les, and Mackenzie? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a big, it was massive. It was, it was like huge. A huge it was tray. Ma- it was like, it was like yeah, a slab. It was, it was, it was a slab of pie, yeah. So. <laughs> was it like a side salad or was it just a pie? Just, yeah, a, just pie. a pie. <laughs> okay. There was no chips? No. I don't think so. Did they drink anything? Look, shut up. When uh, look, the pie is that good, <laughs> you don't need anything else. <laughs> you got to wash it down like with a VB or some sort of oh, Australian well, craft beer. Tony, <laughs> nothing? Tony M's no doubt washing it down with the bathwater, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funky. That's funky. Wow. And you're talking about Morris playing the piano, which was cool to see, but it wasn't just Morris on the keys. You also spoke to Morris, Hayes, or Mo, Mm -hmm. as he's otherwise known. Maurice. Yeah. (laughs) So let's hear a little bit from Morris, Hayes, Mr. Hayes, that is to you, uh, right now. Oh, yes. Morris Hayes talking to the Peach and Black. Exclusive interview. (laughs) Again, the second time he's, he's spoken to us. Yeah. Oh, look at these shoes. Man, oh. Melbourne, bro. Fancy, fancy Melbourne. Man. I had to come all the way to Australia to get the dope. These shoes got compliments right. from Prince. There you go. All right? That's like a When Prince compliments your shoes, you have done something. Because his are all custom made. You know, you know his yeah. is the baddest shoes in the galaxy. Yeah. They're like a Paisley sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. A kind of a vibe like that, man. I bought, it, I bought these and some other ones. But the Australian dollar was killing us back then uh, in 2012, yeah. man. I was like, oh my God, man. No, it's the opposite now. Yeah. Let me just Are check good? that mic there. We're going to check the mic. One, two, checking uh, on the mic. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second time you're on our show. That's correct. Yep. Welcome back in person now. In person. We're missing one, but you got in, you got three quarters. Flesh. You got three quarters. Yeah. You got to work on your Aussie accent. He's yeah, I'm, work, I'm working on it. It's a bit Irish. I guess a little yeah. Irish. I got, I got like two. See, I'm trying to switch over from the British mode yeah, uh, to try to get it down here, down under. But you, need, you guys are going to the UK, Europe next yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, we're going back, man. We're going to uh, make that run at the end of the year, so that's going to be cool. Yeah. I saw a, all these Eastern, like Poland and yeah, Eastern Slovenia and yeah, all these man, countries. It's crazy. Like, you know, I never did those places with Prince, but I uh, did them a lot with Maceo. Ah, yeah, Maceo too. Maceo hit anywhere that got lights. They got lights on, (laughs) Maceo play. He just a go, man. Um, Because we saw the MPG, what, a year and a half, two years ago? I saw you guys at Byron. Oh, yeah. And um, I just noticed the sound check then and talking about the set list and that kind of thing. It seems like the show's evolved quite a bit. It seems like you're expanding the repertoire a bit more beyond sort of the 91, 92, 93 MPG kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, has that been a conscious move or just something that's... No, no, no. It's, 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 it was always a thing. See, the, the trick is with, with, with doing this show is that we have such a wide pool of music to, to, to draw from. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is the later you were in the bands, the more music that you had to yeah, play. Yeah. See, the revolution won't do NPG songs. I was just they thinking that. that. I think you guys can... But the Third Eye Girls had to play everybody's Everything. stuff. Yeah. You know, we don't play Third Eye Girls stuff, but whoever the last band is plays everything. Yeah. So we had nice. a, you know, it was I was 20 years of NPG. There's a ton of music in that era. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, from even the, the NPG albums, like three or four, like three NPG records, mm. like that we got to pull from, like Exodus and Gold Nigga and, and uh, New Power Soul. Like all of those records we could pull from. 
But uh, what we're trying to do is the hardest thing, man, to pick songs for 90 minutes. Still want to play the stuff people expect to hear, but want to find some deeper cuts that people had never got to hear mm. and start throwing them in the set. So by the time we get to Europe, the set's going to completely change by the time we go for this European run. Because we've already played and we've already hit some of that stuff. Yeah. And so now we want to start like like start to play all of the other stuff that people maybe not have heard and uh, still trying to keep some of the hits that people want to hear. You know? yeah. Um, just on that, I can't remember if we asked you this in the last one, but what's the relationship between the NPG and the estate? Is the estate kind of giving you guys approval to, you know, tour with the NPG name and this sort of thing? Well, I mean, we did a license deal with the, with the estate. Uh, yeah. That, you know, when, I, when, I, uh, when we uh, put the band together, you know, uh, there was a lot of different crews out and different people from different eras yeah. doing stuff in Japan and different places. And I just wanted to make a cohesive uh, thing about this, these are the original cats. You know, I had Tony, Damon, Kirk, and and uh, and Levi, and all of the people that we had. I just wanted to like kind of go back to that version of the NPG, and then go to the estate. Like I want to take this this group, and this is what you know. And so we got a license deal with them as that group. Yeah. And um and so we you know we've been rolling with that ever since. But they don't really dictate, like, you know, anything. We just did the deal with them. All we really have to do is just, you know, do right by the estate in terms yeah. of by, right by Prince, in terms yeah. of, like, representing yeah. him, you know. And so we always want to make sure we put our best foot forward every time we represent Prince, just like as a pro football team. You just like you got a code of conduct, and you just want to make sure that anything you do in Prince's name is done well. That's, yeah. you know, that's the long and the short well, of it. Having seen you guys a year and a half ago, and just hearing the sound check now, you, you're definitely on, on top of that. So yeah, it man, awesome. it's it's important that uh, you know that we maintain some consistency in terms of like we want to sound like we did. I'm playing the same patches. I'm playing the same stuff that I played with Prince, and yeah. so it's just like I want to make sure that we just like keep that vibe happening. You know, a lot of times with the band, it's just been just movement of people, so it's yeah. just like it's kind of nice getting consistent. Now that we got Mac. Yep. It's like we have a consistent thing now. We can have a consistent sound because we would have Kip, we'd have Shelby, we'd have Tamar, you know, Tama, we'd have different people, you know, like Andre and a lot of different people. So at least now with Mac, it's just kind of solidified that position, and now we can just kind of like formulate the show around Mac and just really make a cohesive kind of sound. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Is it difficult like scheduling? Uh, the other members like Levi and having Homer and all that? Well, that. it depends. Sometimes we get gigs that come up relatively quick and you know, guys got other things that they're working on, you know, they got projects, they got jobs, they got different situations that they're doing. So we, we typically will, you know, uh, give everybody notice as quickly as possible so that if they're free for the dates, uh, they can make the dates. And uh, you know, especially until we really, you know, I think one of the things that we're doing that we have to do it's because as, as, as big as the NPG was in Prince, a lot of people don't know what it is now. Mm, yeah. And so we constantly have to prove the brand, prove, you know, prove mm. out the brand. Like, like that people come and see the show and they go like, wow, like this is great. But we need that to happen before the show. So I think it's like as we keep playing and, and we keep getting in different markets and word of mouth gets out to like, hey, look, you need to really go check out the NPGs. Like, they're great. The new singer is like, he's cool and we like him. And that's what we've been kind of getting. So it's a rebuilding process, man. It's hard to, you can't feel Prince's shoes like that easy. You know what I'm saying? It's just an impossible task. So I think what we're trying to do is mostly just keep the legacy alive 
you know, we're working on a new record, so I think that's going to be that's going to be another big thing, and I think in trying to, you know, identifying the brand and identifying the NPG is like I think it's it's very important because we can go and play, you know, uh, these songs and celebrate Prince. I think what he even would have wanted us to do, and he said he wanted us to do it, was, uh, you know, you guys have to create just like when Larry Graham left Sly and the Family Stone. He just said, look at Graham. He said he's just like. He got hits on Warner Brothers and got his own stuff. You guys should do that too, you know. And so I think that's the next step. And man, we've been doing some really cool music. I'm really happy with what we're turning out. I think we got about three or four more songs that's like we gotta have three or four more just killers. And I think we're done. I think it's like we'll be like good, you know. So that's primarily made up of the lineup that you've got at the moment, yes. or are the other guests it's, coming no, in? No, it's, it's it's primarily. Everything we've been doing is the core band. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got calls out to people, and people that want to work with us, like you know, the, the guys from Stetson Sonic. Uh, I got, I'm gonna call Chuck D. Uh, I got like some other cats that I'm gonna call. Uh, I've talked to Kimbra about it. So just, you know, just some people like that, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Stevie a track. I'm gonna send Shaka a track. I'm just gonna send them some stuff and just say if they want to get down and, and, and like really just see about doing something cool. You know. So Sunny T is here. Sonny Thompson, first time he's been back since 92, Diamonds and Pearls. And I don't see a, a Get Wild or a Good Life on the set list, Morris. <laughs> you know, and, and it's crazy because it is on the list. It is on the list. We've been playing it, we've been playing Get I've Wild. I've seen a few videos online and I'm like, well they are, it does happen sometimes. Yeah, it does. You know, again, we've, we've got so many. Too many hits. We get so many <laughs> hits, so little time. But we do have, not only that, man, we're going to add Count the Days back in. Oh, yeah. We're going to add in um, uh, quite a few of the things, uh, the Exodus. So that's If you all ever stuff play the, the Exodus Has Begun, like yeah, we played 10 it. minute, you have played it? Yeah, we, we when we first did it, like we, we played Exodus back in the day. Ooh. Like uh, we never did it much, but yeah. we learned it and got that mug where it was crazy, man. And it was just uh, like bananas, but we've didn't we've done that before with Prince, where we'd learn a thing and then like marry, and then he wouldn't play it. Rehearse know? it, it to like, death yeah. and never play it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, dang, dude, you know. But again, that was the thing that was with him too, you know. It was mm. like again selecting songs to, to play. It was all it's, it's very tricky, man, and it's hard because you got to find the it's so many. Yeah. That it, and so making a set list is like this 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 really puzzle piecemeal thing like okay okay how can we do this because prince was masterful about it man mm. this dude knew how to make an ebb and flow in the show yeah set just list how plan, he was yeah. a set list king man and mm. some nights man i had to beg him like prince please i gotta have a set list man i got all this stuff i gotta load man and he'd just be like we're gonna fly by the seat and i'm like oh my god bro we can't <laughs> fly by the seat bro <laughs> come on man maybe the other guys can but not you not me so i was like dang i was like me and barbarella was like sweating bullets man we like jesus what's yeah, gonna happen more, more man. than one note at a time to think about yeah, yeah. dude horn yeah. players only have to think about one note at any given time so yeah <laughs> and, and, and then the other thing was like you know prince treated us like a jukebox bro we had 128 songs the reason why i know that number specifically is that's all my machine would hold yeah. <laughs> and it was always full. I had to say Prince. He says, okay, we're going to add this. I said, Prince, if we're going to add something, I got to take it. something away. <laughs> so you got to come and tell me what I can remove. Yeah. You know, so because I don't want to take out something, and then you call that one, and then I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, no. 
So just on that, in the sound check, we noticed you're using a lot of um, samples from the original recordings, like yeah. Wendy and Lisa's vocals. Um, yeah. We think we heard Sheena Easton's yeah. vocals in there as well. Yeah. So you've obviously got that from, uh, not from the CD, obviously. You've obviously no, no, got yeah, it from no, the, I, got Prince, all the original. I was, I was the, you know, Prince, even after I left the group, like in 2012, he yeah. called me and asked me for samples and stuff. Yeah. He knows you got them all. He trusted me with the archive, <laughs> you know, and um, that was the thing that he knew even when I was gone. Because Prince was very protective about like his stuff, but he knew. You know, I told him in the beginning, I said, Prince, you never have to worry about anything being untoward about me dealing yeah. with this. I, I'm implicitly uh, very uh, cautious about your material. Mm. you know where it goes and how so I was the gatekeeper and so he would call me up and say hey uh, can you send Kirk this or send Cassandra this or whatever and you know and I you know I kind of thought like when I left it was well actually I don't know if I did because he just always looked at me that way it just was always a thing like he knew I had it he knew I knew how to manage it and he just left it alone he just let me do it you know yeah can I ask a question I know you had a bit of an issue with your your home yeah. And apart from all the equipment that is just gone, was there like, I just think of all the work that would have been yeah, there. Yeah, Did you have like that, backups and as stuff? As a matter of fact, like the, 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 a lot of those samples, gone. they, they oh. burned. Oh. Yeah. That's the that's fir first thing I thought, okay, no one's hurt, that's fine. Yeah. Equipment you can replace. And yeah. then I'm just like, but all the, the, yeah. the work that's there. Matter of fact, the old, the, the vintage machine I used to use was an S760 and I used to yeah. have all of the, the samples on the zip. Those were all in a closet, and that closet burned, so all of that stuff Ooh. went smoke. Because, so, I mean, you had what you have with you because you were touring yeah. at the time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah just on Ooh. that older format, it's, it's going. Uh. And I, I mean, and that was crazy, man. I had a Rick James 808 drum machine. Ooh. I mean, an 808 drum machine is like, on eBay, is like $4,500 anyway, yeah. let alone Rick James's. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. And it, it's crazy, man, but you know what, bro? I, I've learned. I have learned that uh, stuff is stuff. Mm. I've accumulated a lot of stuff over the years, man. I, you know, gear was my drug of choice. You know, that yeah. was my drug of choice. It was equipment. So I was a gear whore, man. I had stuff all over the place. I had just actually brought everything from LA that was in storage uh. to the place and had all of these bins laid out in the in the front room. It was a giant front room. Yeah. And I had everything laying out to inventory. And I was working on it in between trips, and so it was like mm. stuff in this room. Oh. And, uh, and just an electrical situation happened, and then just, yeah. you know, while I was actually in Minneapolis, so it was crazy. But uh, man, it could have been—I yeah. could have been there at midnight. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. smoke asphyxiation. You know, it could have been like one of those. Y'all have know. been saying, Mr. Hayes was a good feller. <laughs> he lived a good life. <laughs> Instead, I'm here rocking, baby. So it's all good, man. I, man. I'll figure the rest of it out, man. My vendors. Let me tell you something, brother. The, the fans. Uh, the people that I that I get my equipment from have been more than kind to me, brother. It's been like yeah. I can't thank them enough. It's it's been so overwhelming, man. Like I said, I usually click on every if on Facebook, I click on everybody like like like. Yeah. I, it's too many. I can't. You can't do I, it. It's just like <laughs> out of control, man. It's like so many people have shown me love in this situation, mm. man. It's like it's incredible, and I'm so grateful to all the fans and everybody that looked out. Yeah. And just like, like, like gave to my go oh, find me. Big and shout all out this to stuff. Deanna. I started so, uh, that yeah, up. So like, as soon as we saw wife, that, man, we're like, Deanna did it. it. As a matter of fact, man, I had told at least no no less than eight people. Just like, because I had eight people, including about four of them who I don't even know. Like, hey, man, you want to set up? I said, I don't know what's happening. I haven't gone. I need to just see what's up. Yeah. And, uh, and they, but they just went and did it. And I'm glad they did, man, because. 
it's really was overwhelming. When you go and look at it, man, uh, it's just like, oh my God, man, it's like, it's so crazy. You don't have no idea yeah. where to start or what to, you know, it's just, it's bananas. And they stepped mm. up and did that. So I'm really grateful for, to Deanna and Tony yeah. for, uh, for doing that, man, because at, at this point in the game, you know, whatever didn't burn was like water and smoke damage. It sprayed uh, yeah, everything. Yeah. So I don't even know what works and what doesn't because there's a lot of stuff that's mm. all smoked up. It may work and it may yeah. not. You know, and some of the hard drives and stuff, I don't know, but I know water, maybe sometimes it can cause oxidation on some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's just hard to tell. But once I get in there and once the inspector's done with their whole thing and just kind of can assess what can be fixed and what not, then that's, I think that's when I really start to learn how much damage yeah. is done. I, I think it estimated right now, man, even at depreciation, I, I'm thinking 100 grand at least worth of stuff like smoked. Like, it's just smoked. But you know what, like I said, bro, gear, it's, a, it's equipment. It just was old school stuff anyway. It's like yeah. a lot of it was vintage stuff. I mean, you got so much software now that can emulate a lot of stuff as mm. far as it just goes. It just was just, you know, cool to have vintage gear and equipment. Yeah. And so that, I was a collector, you know, that's what the thing. But, yeah. you know, my, my big thing is, is that, uh, you know, man, I got out alive. It's, it's all good. I'll figure all of that back out. And it's, and it's cool. But, you know, man, I think about, you know, our, our other, uh, another great MPG member, great friend of mine chance howard chance. Man. yeah yeah I mean, that situation right there bro is far 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 worse than anything that i've mm. dealt with you know what i'm saying this dude is hanging on to life and yeah and, and that's what really shows you what's important you know what i mean and so mm. in the scheme of things man my little stuff man it's it's whatever it is is whatever it is but i'm, I'm really praying for that brother man and that yeah. uh, that he makes a full recovery and and i want all of the fans to pray for chance and just send their positive energy and and we got to do the same thing for him, man. This is going to be a yeah. costly thing for him. And we just got to, like, that's what we do is we take care of each other, you know. Uh, and mm -hmm. when something happens, we all team up together. And, and, when, and when everybody does a little, it's a lot. That's it. You know? That's it. Well, finish on a, a lighter note. Yeah. Last night, when doves cry, oh, solo. Oh, man. That's no, solo. No sample for you on that one. Play that thing live, the solo in when doves cry, on the solo. thing. You like it? Oh, it was... He's about to say, no, no, it was sampled, I was just looking at the fingers. So. <laughs> I, was just, I was just miming. <laughs> Man, they, they, they had the camera, like, on you, and I'm just like, he's really playing it! And I'm just like, ah. Oh. Because I was sure it, you would have just gone, bang, sample. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to play. Oh, yeah. Because the way they did it, when they made it, they slowed the tape down. Slowed the tape down. Yeah. Is that and Fink or Prince that does the original? No, that's Fink. Uh, okay. It, it's yeah. Fink. And uh, so what you have to do, you just have to... Um, you have to do it in sections yeah. to like slow it down. Cause when you listen, it's a very intimidating solo when you <laughs> listen to it. You have to take it, there's a program I have called, what, what is this thing? The uh, slow, it's a slow downer program. Yeah, yeah. You put it doesn't it in change there, the pitch, just it, it doesn't it down. change the yeah, pitch, yeah. but it'll slow it down so you can go. Yeah. And then you have to practice this fast. I'm gonna mm. tell you who does it the best. Renato Neto yeah. oh, just hits it like nobody's business, yeah. and it's just this thing, and it's like it's he, like he just butter. Flies, man. It's like, but he does it with one hand. Right. I have to do like a like a choppy finger, and he just while he's smoking a cigarette. Hi, you doing? How's your mom? He's just amazing. Renato, like technically, is just crazy. Technically, I used to tell Renato, I said, bro. I just come to work just to see what you're going to do today, man, because he's just like, he's unbelievable. And he makes everything looks like it's so easy. And I was like, dude, 
like, I, you know, I, I didn't learn music, so I didn't never have the correct fingering for stuff. Yeah. He just he goes in, and he just goes, everything just goes, it's all right together. Everything mm. he does is very close. Yeah. And so he plays these crazy chords, and his hands barely even move. Mm. And it's like, it's all because he knows correct positioning. Yeah. I never learned music like that. So everything for me is like hard. It's just like I just have to like do it the unconventional way and you just learn it and practice till you get it together. Yeah, yeah. But it's hit or miss. But um, that's the thing. You just have to just use whatever tool. You know, Prince used to tell me, he said, Morris, I don't care how you do it. Hieroglyphics, whatever you got to do, <laughs> just make do it what happen. you got to do, you know. Are you doing that song tonight? Uh, yeah, I think we are because we moved a lot of stuff around tonight for the set. Because yeah. again, you know, I had a few people ask me like, "Are y'all gonna change the set?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, I guess we better change the set." So, so I think it's gonna be back in the set. I just like, you know, Mac. It's cool. It's and it's a song that everybody likes. I mean, to mm. me, it's you know, you always can tell an iconic song when the first notes hit. Everybody just goes, <sighs> yeah. Everyone does. Yeah, it's just a signature thing, and once you hit it, everybody just goes like, "Yes." Yeah. And it's like Prince has so many songs like that, man. Where it's just like. A signature thing right yeah. at the beginning. I mean, we're gonna go like for this next run, you know, like uh, I'm thinking like uh, like strange relationship, like all of these Ooh. different things like this, where it's like uh, yeah. these it's incredible, uh, just funky grooves and some of the stuff. I'm even thinking about like Anastasia, man. It's Ooh. like it's like stuff mm -hmm. like that was like killer, man. I used to love when we would play stuff like that. Yeah. And Prince would tell me stuff like, uh, especially for Anastasia, he's like, man. I didn't really understand like religion like when I was writing this song. It's just like it's just like bothers me to play it now. It like, I'm like Prince, that was a dope song though, man. It's like I get it and it's like he would say the same thing about Lady Cab Driver says I never liked playing it, just didn't translate live. And I'm like, dude, I saw y'all play that live, it was awesome. I was like, Are you serious? I'm like, dude, that was so hot. He's like, Yeah. It just never he said never translated live to me. Mm. I was just like, wow, man. See, that's, that's, that's the difference between, you know, what he would feel and what the yeah. audience is getting back in. Yeah. Exactly. See, that's what I like about my position. I was yeah. Joe Public, you know what I'm saying? I went to the shows. Yeah. And I was just like, bro, that's that was killer to me. Y'all played it just mm. like the record, bro. Mm. But with a little extra, you know, on it, you know. Extra spice. Yeah, a little extra <laughs> spice. And I was like, I, I, I don't know. To me. To me. Yeah. I said it was cool, man. The band I play in, um, the lead singer and I, always have the complete opposite opinion. We get off the stage and straight away I say, that song was great. We nailed that. And he's like, what are you talking about? I the guitar <laughs> song. And then I say, this song was good. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I butchered the horn line. <laughs> but see, at the end of the day, bro, that's why I say, we can pick songs for us all day. At the end of the day, it is about the fans' experience for me. I have to always consider not what I like, but you know, because I like it all, man. I, I love what I did. I love playing it with Prince. So it ain't really a hard thing for me. It ain't really anything that I used to play that I hated to play. You know, I can I can count on one hand stuff that I was like, oh my God, are we playing this again? I can count on one hand stuff that would be like that. But it comes down to what the fans want to experience when they come to it. They paying money. They stand in line. To me, it's our job is to make them happy, to make sure that the legacy of Prince is preserved. We have to do the best we can to perform it 
and, and, and work it out. So that's what's important to me. It's not, you know, us. It's, it's, it's them. And when we make them happy, bro, everything else falls into place. All right, all right. So that was Morris Hayes talking with the Peach and Black crew. And the day just kept on getting better by the sounds of it. Just Ooh. after this piano trio set, one of my favorite bands played on the main stage. The band called The Super Jesus with Sarah McLeod. And they were great. And okay. I literally only saw them like two weeks before this show in Sydney. So I was very happy. And because I had that media pass as well, again, I could get right in the front in, the, in that section and take really good photos. So I just had to add that. I saw them and they were great. Check them out if you want. They were great, actually. Yeah, you watched yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. They were really good. Yeah, they, they killed it. I saw the last end bit of it. And I saw Resin Dogs as well. They were great as well. Oh, there was lo- there was so many good, yeah, like, good acts, bands yeah. playing. And like we literally only saw like about four or five. <laughs> there was because we were always just like running around Run doing around. something. Yeah. All right. So this is day two, afternoon, evening time, I'm assuming. This is the second show by the New Power Generation. Um, yep. What was it? What was it like? How, how different was it? How similar was it? What went down? So the the set for the second night was on a different stage. It was closer to the beach. It was a smaller stage than the first but night. But still big, decent still sized big. stage though. Yeah, I had that pit pass again, so I was able oh, to yeah, shoot yeah. from the front. And the same rules applied. You only shoot for the first three songs. After the first three songs, no one tapped me on the shoulder, so I kept going. And I thought, well, I'll just keep going until I get kicked out. I was up there for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um i just you thought, got a like, lot I, of photos i'll respect it if someone kicks me out but um no one kicked me out so i just i just kept going and i had yeah. a lot of fun it seemed like they were a lot more relaxed on the second night as well yeah which was good and another difference on the second night is they brought some of the audience members up on stage oh yeah for dmsr dmsr, DMSR that's it okay Toe-jet. which we kind of like we heard that in the in the samples in the um sound uh, check they mentioned oh, they yeah, yeah. D- dmsr yeah they did yeah. that too so that was kind of interesting getting the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, my thoughts on the show, I thought it kicked ass. I was pretty much like second row, right in the center, yeah. slightly to the right. I remember when we got there, I was like, okay, where am I going to stand? Where am I going to go? I was like, oh, I'm here for Sonny. So I wanted, I wanted to be on his side. So slightly right of center, you know, Sonny T's right in front of me, basically. And I thought the show just kicked ass. They're so groovy. And I said this so many times since that it's the closest thing to seeing a print show as you can these days. Like, um, yeah. it's just, it's got that feeling. It's got that purple music feeling to it all. It's so good. The absolute highlight for me was Days of Wild. Tony's rap. Hey, hey, hey. You mean Days of Wild where he shouted out me? Yeah. Well, we think so. Thought I heard him call out Captain. And then at the end of the show, I said, did you hear that? And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we called out Captain in Days of Wild. That was cool. (laughs) If anyone has a recording of like Days of Wild from the very start, please let me know because Hmm. I want to see that video. (laughs) Yeah, Days of Wild. I mean, all of the stuff with Tony M rapping went off. They were all the highlights, which is crazy to me because, you know, I I was never a Tony M hater, but I was always kind of like, you know, oh, well, you know, Tony M had his had his time kind of thing but man he, he has he has a certain charisma about him and when he those raps like people love it the crowd get right into it and the grooves behind them are always great anyway so days are wild with the proper uncensored lyric you know yeah. dick was fucking liz this kind of stuff it's just gold none of the none of the big old liar lyrics yeah and i mean i'm not <laughs> he's a big I'm old not... liar yeah <laughs> a really edgy rap he's doing right there <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally one to like really sing along at a concert or like get into all the audience participation stuff. I normally just stand there bobbing my head grooving. 
But man, I sang the entire all three verses of those raps. Just <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the highlight in that is when they go, oh oh oh. By the way, we play guitars. Sonny and Homer come to the front of the stage. You know that one's yeah. right-handed, one's left-handed, and they do that guitar solo together simultaneously. Like, oh man, yeah. that was killer. And Sonny Hearing came up Sonny to the front and, then. He was yeah. like right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like that's as, as close a Prince moment as you can ever get. That was just so yeah. good. That was great. Do a quarter. Call my name. Like again. Together, all those MPG songs that they kill. It was also good to see Kenny Holman playing the sax as well. They didn't have a horn player last time I saw them. And it was really cool because uh, sometimes, you know, he's just playing the flute on like Get Off or something like that. Other time he's playing like the girls and boys, the baritone line on the tenor sax. And mm. I think he had like some effect happening sometimes where he's got like he's playing one note, but the effect makes it sound like two notes. And then sometimes that's yeah, even being doubled did. by that's even being doubled by um, the recordings, the samples from Morris Hayes playing the horn. So I had this real big. It was much more horn heavy um, this time around. I thought. Mm. Uh, I mean, they did some interesting choices that I wasn't expecting. I mean, they did the cross, and it was interesting because Mackenzie told a story before that. He's like, he said something like, you know, I could never play this song when I was younger because it was considered rude. And I'm thinking, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to do like sexuality or something like this? And he starts doing the cross. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think just he just got a bit mixed up with what he was he saying. He got a bit confused because, because yeah. on the first night he said the same story, and yeah. he just said, you know, his parents only listened to gospel music in the house, but his mother had Prince records. You know, he wasn't allowed to listen to Prince because Prince played this rude music, and he used to like hide in the closet and listen to it when no one was around. Uh, well, basically, okay. you know, at, at the later on when we were talking to Mackenzie, I asked him about that, and he said that yeah, basically what Captain was saying that you know he was brought up in a fairly conservative religious house and um, uh, they only ever played gospel music and and something like The Cross was one of those songs that he could kind of get away with listening to. Mm. Uh, And it, you know, sort of is that bridge between the gospel music towards, you know, other stuff, which was kind of cool. I've just got to say about Mackenzie as well at, you know, at these shows, he's, I think he's gotten so much better. I don't know if it's just his, you know, he's more comfortable on stage, but he's just gotten better since like we saw him in, what, 2018. He's just gotten a lot better, I think. That's what I'm going to say about that. And um, quickly, some other highlights. Pop Life went off. I mean, 17 yeah. days. See, seeing Sonny T do the bass tapping at the beginning of, of um, 17, 17 days. days. It's like, oh, man, that was cool. <laughs> I mean, they did some interesting ones like Call My Name. I thought that was yeah. the only song that I thought, I mean, it was great. But I thought that was the only moment in the song where I thought this is good, but it's not on par with the 2004 MPG. Oh, yeah. And the only other one I thought didn't really go was When Doves Cry. I mean, When Doves Cry, it's hard to pull off live. It always is. It even was for Prince, so that was a tough one. But, I mean, everything else to me just totally Ooh. slammed. I was going to uh, say something different. The only track I thought that didn't come off like almost everything they did was great, but the only song I thought just wasn't quite right, I don't know why, was Let's Go Crazy. There was just, yeah. I think maybe the guitar wasn't loud enough or it wasn't like distorted enough or something, but it just wasn't like, it didn't feel like a heavy guitar track like it should be. And I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what it was, but there's just something about Let's Go Crazy. I was like, ah, it's, it's, something's just not quite right. But everything else was great. And I'd rather hear yeah. Call My Name than Nothing Compares to You again. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, me too. That's it's a bit overplayed. Yeah, I now. loved it. I was in I was in heaven. That was just such a good show. I loved it so much. Hmm. Oh, and they did gold. The second night they did gold instead of cream, so it was good to hear gold. And I never could take the place of your man when they brought out the big, you know, the lights, the coloured lights. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Trying to replicate the sign of the times thing. That was cool. I gotta give a big shout out to Les for doing the stick twirling like Blackwell. Oh yeah. I Octopus. wasn't expecting he does it. it. Yeah. 
I wasn't expecting that at all. And he does it really well. Just he takes out good blackwell. The thing about Les is that, and I think Tojan was mentioning this earlier that you know he's he's had a background playing with Prince and rehearsing and all this sort of stuff. So Les was actually the understudy to John Blackwell, and John Blackwell was basically his mentor, right? So yeah. that's not a surprise. Mm. I think they both went to Berkeley Music, graduated from the same place, and uh, he's been around the trap. So he's played with Larry Graham, you know, yeah. Patti LaBelle, all sorts of people as well. So um, yeah, that's not surprising. I'm surprised he- to hear you say that because I wasn't there. So when you said stick twirling, I'm like, what? Yeah, he, <laughs> he killed yeah. it. He totally he killed, killed it. it yeah. I thought. Yeah, he he's yeah. he's great. And uh, it was great to see them have some eye contact between Sunny T and Les a few times, just like looking at each other, like, "Yeah, this is grooving," kind of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was a great show. The crowd got into it. I mean, I didn't really see a lot of the crowd because that they were all behind me. But I got the impression that everybody like filled up that space and everyone was getting. Yeah, into it. it was it was and, pretty full. Yeah, yeah, I was curious to see how full it was going to get. And every time I looked behind me, it was pretty packed. So that was good. Oh, how good was Call the Law? Come on, both shows. <laughs> yeah, Call the yeah. Law is and just Juice great. And Quarter like, and called both of those songs. Slam it. The audience just went crazy. Like for Call the Law, it was it was so good. So that was the second show on the second night. What happened afterwards? Because knowing you three uh, and company, I'm sure something else went down. Oh, we went home and went to bed. <laughs> no, we did not. So we heard this earlier in the day. Someone had sent a recommendation to Tony of a venue up on the Sunshine Coast, like outside of Caloundra. So outside of the Caloundra area. It was like 25 kilometers away. And I mean, the guys didn't have cars. They, they needed transportation to get to this place. Um, so Tony's like, we need to get to this place can you help us out kind of thing so we got a convoy together michelle and steve helped out and thank you steve thank you steve thank you michelle and thank you to nick they were basically the three cars we filled them up with mpg members later on that night and off and we, we went off we went <laughs> before we get there you know i got some stories about what we were chatting about because i had um we had morris hayes and mckenzie with us and you guys, who was in your car? We had no one on the way there. Oh, no one going there. Yeah, but no, coming no. back so you, you okay. So you go your story. All right. So, yeah. So we get in the car and Morris Hayes and, and we're all sort of, sort of chatting very shortly because it's like a 25-minute drive, it felt like. It was a long drive. Yeah. Morris Hayes pretty much falls asleep. <laughs> well, it's, it's a big day. He's just it played was a, big a whole day. show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, he did have a good, you know, we had a big chat to start, like a bit of a chat to start with and talked about you know the show being going really well and he was resting his eyes resting his eyes yeah so i had a good chat to mckenzie and he wanted to know you know because i'd been to america he wanted to know where i'd been and what i'd seen and all this kind of thing and we we're talking about like you know the usual stuff like can you drive on the right hand side or the left hand side and animals from you know america and australia this kind of thing and um, I, I just know this is going to end up something about basketball right yeah yeah of course of so course there was a couple of moments of silence <laughs> couple of awkward moments of silence and i'm like well uh you know he's from la are you a lakers man or a clippers man you know the la clippers have done some big signings this time and he's just like well you know the fact you're asking me that question tells me you know you don't like you're not an la fan like <laughs> and i'm like that's right i'm not an la fan because <laughs> he's like you know only true la people go for the lakers all those people going for the clippers are you know you know fakers kind of thing <laughs> so yeah we spent the next 20 minutes talking about basketball and who's who's got the best chances for uh this year and all this sort of thing that was good mm. um then we get to the uh the venue in um Malulaba. now what was the first the first place was called soul soul bar soul bar yeah which I'm, I'm worried that people thought it was my idea because you know people were talking about, oh, we're going to go to this place in Malula Bar on Ocean Street. 
and someone said, you know, what's in Ocean Street? And I said, oh, well, I know the Soul Bar's there. And then the next thing I know, like, everyone's going, oh, we're going to the Soul Bar. And I'm like, I just want to say, I hope no one thought that I was recommending the Soul Bar. I just, you know, mentioned it as a place that I know exists in Ocean Shout Street. Shout out to because the Soul Bar. <laughs> we get there. Sonny T is super hungry. And he looks up and it says, like, Soul Bar. And it says, I think it says something like music, culture, and arts or something like this. And he's like, music, culture, and arts? <laughs> How about food, food, and food? <laughs> This was this is the point where I'm standing next to Sonny T in the line. We're waiting to get in, and he gets off at this tic tac, and uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's standing there, and he gets off at a tic tac, and he's like, "No, thank you. I like my breath stinky. That way, no one's got to talk to me." <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just so random. So we get in there, and it turns out you know food's already closed. It's already pretty late at this point. It's probably like I don't know, like ten thirty, eleven, eleven thirty around there somewhere. Yeah. Um, DJ's playing like Warren G. Regulate. Yeah, I did like no. to hear Regulate, but it really wasn't the appropriate no. place for MPG to like hang out. I mean, they they didn't even have like tables and stuff. It was just like everyone was no. sanded around. The venue didn't realize that they were in the presence of greatness. They were totally unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> they really. And were. there was already like in the there's another room that's like a stage room, and there was already like you know you can see the the they're showing the feed Monitors. from that, and it was already packed. So it was like we couldn't go in there either because there's already a band playing and everything and so it was kind of this awkward like five ten minutes of standing around awkwardly everyone's kind of looking at each other like i think everyone was waiting for someone to make the move like let's get out of here let's go somewhere yeah. else and eventually someone made the move like, let's go yeah everyone's else. like everyone's like go get out yep. quickly yep. moved out back in the cars we back drive. In the cars. well the funny thing was just when we were leaving there we noticed a few cars arriving and like we think they were like people from the music festival who were like chasing npg and i was like is this happening? Is this like what it used to be like when Prince was around with like people chasing you like to the after show and stuff? It was just funny. But yeah. there, we got in, we much, got in the cars. Yeah. I had no one. I didn't realize that everyone was following our cars. Well, like those fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I was driving and then we get we back in the car. To... Maruchido yeah. was the first one. Malulabar was the second one. Correct. We ended up at this O'Malley's Irish bar. And we were worried because I think the MPG just wanted somewhere a bit quieter just to chill. Just to hang out. And, um, and I remember as we were walking to this venue... We walked up, there's a massive queue. <laughs> yeah, Michelle's saying, oh, before we get there, like Michelle's kind of saying, oh, you know, this is my old hangout and it's a cool place and it's this will be, this will be a good place. And we get there, there's this massive queue of like... You know, probably early 30, 20s. Yeah, uni 30 night. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uni it was night, packed. yeah, it was party. Packed. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> and at this point, and it's like, it's certainly midnight, sure, surely. And like, this is the second place we've been to. I think if that was a bus, we would have just given up and gone home after that. But it was okay. Yeah. I think Thankfully, was it Michelle? The good was people it Michelle at- who talked to the staff there? And like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we can work something out. She did a lot of coordinating, yeah, with the, with yeah. the venue and stuff. I, I, like, I wasn't a part of all that. So, you know, big credit to her, like, you know, you know, she's she great. Says, oh, she just makes stuff happen. Yep. You, happens, like you just turn yeah, up yep. and like Michelle's yep. been there before you. Everything's just ready to go when you walk in. It's great. Yep. But yeah, we got into this. They didn't really have like a, a private room or anything, but they did have a room which was like part of a restaurant. And they'd like stacked up all the chairs and tables in there to clear out like, I guess what people were using as the dance floor then. And they're like, oh yeah, you can use this room. So we had to like move all these chairs Push and tables these around tables and, and, try, and, and make around, it, yeah. try and make it like habitable. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. But it was a weird room. It's weird. It had like this green, weird green paint and it had these shelves with like a watering can and books on it. There was weird stuff. And, yeah. And then there was a monitor, like a TV monitor, and it was playing Rambo. And 
<laughs> it was just that. it was it was we it was just a weird spot. It was weirdly shaped as well. And it was. We're it had all like just about all six huddled. different walls. It was very strange. Shape. Yeah. And we're all huddled in this small area with all these tables and chairs around us. And yeah, there's just like a group of us just kind of hanging God. in there. I remember the TV. It was Channel 9. It was playing some Rambo in like Vietnam or wherever it was. And like, I remember just sitting there and watching yeah, this. Like, and like, I look this? at Morris. Yeah. Morris is just watching it like, oh man, it's Rambo. <laughs> And it was just, again, just like the first night, it was just so surreal. We're sitting in this weird room in a pub in some yeah. little town in Queensland Queensland's with lame. the NPG yeah. watching Rambo. Rambo. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is even happening? It was just so bizarre. I'm never yeah. going to forget that. So Nick and oh his wife, God. Vanessa, bought uh, kebabs for the NPG. They're sitting there eating it. And I'm just looking at Morris. Morris is just like looking up at the, the screen. He's just watching Rambo. And we, Captain and I are trying to figure out what this movie is because I've never seen Rambo. And we're just like looking at it. And we just, it's just this weird situation. And like all of us are looking at each other and the TV. And it's like, what the hell is this? It's just really, really weird. It, it took us a while to realize it was Rambo because it was just like all yeah. these Asian guys like in a war. And we, I didn't know what yeah. it was. Yeah, and I'm going, is it Bridge on the River Kwai? And-, and finally, Sylvester Stallone comes up on the screen and we're like, oh, okay, it's Rambo. But um, oh, it was just so surreal. Like I look over at Toe Jam, he's there with M- Mackenzie and um and Sunny, and oh man, it was, it was just crazy. How many times are we gonna say surreal? It was just it's the only word for it. And I, I, was, uh, I, was, yeah. I was having this real yeah. surreal moment of like moment, I'm sitting here yeah. in this yeah in the middle of you know this Malula bar of all places, <laughs> chatting to Sunny T. Like I was like, man, this is so surreal. <laughs> like was, like that yeah. was so easy to get on with. You know, they're just chatting, laughing, you know, having good chats. And Kenny, the sax player, was um. <laughs> he ended up eating the like they brought in these packets of chips and there was uh the honey soy chicken honey chips. soy chicken yeah and he's he's eating it and he can he passes the packet to me and he's like do you want this and i said what is it and, he, and i look at it and it's honey soy chicken chips i said you don't like it and he's like nah man like it's like he's never tasted it before he had he's just screwing up his face he's like i don't want this so i said okay i'll take it so i had some chips and then i offered some to sunny and he looks at it and he's like, chicken in a chip. Like, he's like, what the hell? Like, it was almost like, what the hell? And then he's going, Baka! and he's just making all these weird noises. And it was hilarious. Just, it was, it was like the Exodus again. Like the Exodus. Um, yeah, sitting in that room. Segways, like we said this yeah. before. Sitting in this room, it's like, you know, take the music off Exodus and just leave all the skits. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's, like it's like sitting like around with these guys. It's insane. Exactly, yeah. It's exactly like the skits. Oh. The laugh, like you hear all the laugh all the time. And Yeah, I think that's all yeah. we can say about the room. I mean, we were in there for probably an yeah. hour and a half, two hours, just hanging around with the NPG, and it was the best night ever. That's all. That's yeah. about hmm. all I can say about it. Awesome, you bastards. And then we took a selfie at the outside. Yeah, we took, we took a few photos. Crew. We took a big yeah. group one as well behind some bunch of plants or whatever. It was great. <laughs> it was just a bizarre time. I mean, it was great. It was, bizarre, it was like, wonderful and surreal. And crazy. And a lot of stuff happened that weekend, but we're not going to go into every detail of every little thing. Yeah. You know, once MPG, once those guys are off stage, you know, that's their private time, basically. We just happen to be very thankfully, luckily included in some of it. Yeah. But um, there's other things that happen, but yeah, we're going to respect that private time and... Um, yeah, so, moving on. I love that you guys had this wonderful, surreal, crazy moment without me, and in particular, just seemingly laughing with Sonny for hours about all sorts of random yes. stuff. Now, yes. speaking of Sonny, I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting to hear about your conversation, your chat with him, 
I can hardly call it an interview because you're just kind of shooting the shooting the breeze with Sonny Thompson. So, oh look, we asked him at least a few proper questions. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, let's hear from the man himself right now, Sonny T with P and B. First of all, welcome to Peach and Black Podcast. Thank you for it. I know you don't love interviews, so we really appreciate you <laughs> talking to us. All right. We've been waiting a long time for you to come back since... Yeah. Was it Diamonds and Pearls the last time? Yeah, Diamonds and 92. Pearls. So, Do you have your memories from that Australian trip? All the shows were great. Yeah, they were. And I know the, the food in Melbourne was really good. Yeah, Melbourne was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I really remember that. Yeah. Sydney food's gotten better since then, so... Yes. Oh, Sydney was great, to Sydney too. too. <laughs> Some great seafood. Ah, yeah. The oysters were like big as oranges. <laughs> they were huge. It was so good. Yeah. Because I just remember the hype around that tour. Like, it was like uh, it was like Beatlemania or something. Like, everyone was running through the streets oh, and screaming. And, oh, it was his first yeah. tour in Australia. It was, yeah, we were treated like super duper stars. It was crazy. He was like, wow. He kept saying, wow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's wow, ain't it? <laughs> and out of all of us, he's the only guy who actually yeah, saw, saw the, one really? of those shows. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. The whole that whole run was so great. Yeah, the band was so tight. We were just having fun, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So my question's about um, your history with Prince as youngsters. Um, oh so, lord. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Prince often said that you were one of his mentors, so to speak. Right. So how does that work, given that you're a left-hand bass player that uh, plays the right-handed bass, when Prince is a right-hand bass player? How does well, that work? I just had to show him the opposite way on the guitar. You know, I would. He was going, wait a minute, what's, how are you doing that? I'm like, it's like this, man. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, flip You could just lean over, yeah, yeah that would you know, So, so you, you taught yourself how to play bass, obviously. Yeah, you know, I started, first I started on drums. Yeah. Then I went to piano, then I went to guitar, then I went to bass. Because yeah. the only reason I went to bass was because our, our bass player quit. So I had to learn how to actually play the bass to be in the band. Yeah. So... <laughs> Someone got to fill the spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think you got a real, like, uh, unique sound because you play it the other way around. Oh, so. yeah, the tension's different yeah. from the opposite way. Yeah, so. I can't think of any other, like, kind of funky slap players that play, like, play that way. So, left-handed anyway. And left-handed, right-handed, right-handed bass, left-handed. So, right. There, yeah. There's a couple guys. Mono yeah. plays like that. Mono yeah, yeah. Neon. Uh-huh. And there's one other guy, I can't think of his name, that I know. I know there's a few of them, but... Have you played with Mono? Uh, yeah, he played... Uh, I played um, the first... The first tribute we did in at the XL Center. Oh, yeah. the big and one. we had yeah. like five bass players up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the bass players that played with Prince. Yeah, because so. Mono was out here last time with the MPG. And, mm. um, yeah, he's when we great, saw him a couple man. of years ago. Yeah. And it's like Mono and Sonny T. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> Mono's Mono. <laughs> so, um,. Prince has always referenced you as a, an influence as a guitar player. Yes. So what was it that he saw in you that, that he liked, that you think that you kind of taught him? Because he's always looked as, as like a guitar god. So. Right, mostly harmonic content and rhythm. Right. Because I was studying all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, Return to Forever and yep. Billy Cobham and yep. West Montgomery, all kinds of different styles of guitar. Yeah. And I was studying a little flamingo and all kinds of just different things. and. It's like I have some dexterity, you know, yep. understand, you know, what I was playing and what I was hearing, you know. Gotcha. He's like, I want some of that. You know, I said, man, if you're going to play James Brown, man, you got to play like this. You can't play like that. You saw it. You saw it like what, man? You got to let your wrist go, man. Gotcha. You know? It's all, all the wrist action. Yeah, yeah, it's all in the wrist, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what they That's what yeah. <laughs> Sort of techie question. What are all not not don't dance you know, all but all your effects like all this all pedals the pedals and stuff? Do you just go through like one? 
big thing or have you got a whole bunch of different I got ones? like a couple of little things on the side. I used to have a, a big analog system. Yeah. I'm just using an M13 now. I love uh -huh. it. It's actually for guitar. <laughs> but I use it for bass and I use, an, uh, I use a whammy pedal and I use an envelope. Yeah. And that's great because the, the M13, you can set 12 presets and uh -huh. you can set 12 different scenes. So it's, it's really fantastic. So I can change scenes yeah. through the whole whole show. And I can set up distortion, reverb, slap, octave, whatever I want on there. Then I have the, the analog envelope yeah. on the outside because the, the digital envelope is not... Sorry, Line 6 is not that good for the bass. but Because <laughs> mm. it's a guitar effects yeah. processor. Because so. one of the things that I love about your playing is you just be playing the song and then out of nowhere there's just like a big like giant overdrive thing, just one little line and then back to normal and it's just like... What was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny tea. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> it's all those just nuances that we like. Step that on the pedal. Yeah, I, I like to play dynamically, but I like to play with power too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've always been, because I know a lot of bass players that really, really good, they play with it. It's just it's just in it, what you prefer for your touch, but for what we're doing, you, you got to come with it. You got to yeah, yeah. be very solid and powerful. So yeah. Yeah. that that's my main focus for playing. When we were watching the sound check just then, we were thinking that you guys up there must, you're doing the sound check, you're doing all the print songs, you've got the MPG logo and everything, and you must have that sense occasionally of like, oh yeah, Prince is just around. Does that ever happen? Um, or, or how does it feel playing in the NPG, you know, since Prince is Well, passing? you know, it's kind of like therapy in a way. Yeah. Because it's nice that we're all back together, you know, but I miss him a lot. I mean, it's, I mean Prince was Prince, you know what I mean? There's nobody like him. You know, but it's 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 like therapy for me because I remember when it first happened, when he died, I didn't believe it because I seen it. I think I seen it on my phone first, and I, I'm like, man, quit lying. Yeah. Then it came on all the television stations, mm -hmm. and I was like, what? Then I called Paul Peterson, and called Ricky, and I went and met them. We was all crying, and it was just horrible. It was horrible. That was just a terrible day. And I kept looking up at the ceiling. I, I was going, where is he at? <laughs> like, it just didn't register. It just did not register to me. Yeah, I think as, as like obsessed fans as we are, like you always have this imagination of princes out there somewhere recording something funky and working on a tour. <laughs> and, and suddenly, you, you, yeah, it is kind of right. a... Right, I hope yeah, he's at peace. Sort of lose that feeling of, oh, he's out there. Yeah. I pray he's at peace. So we've got to talk about the exodus has begun. We started this last night. Oh. And, conversation. <laughs> right. and then I'm like, no, 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 wait for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so how did that whole album like come about, like the idea of it, the genesis? Oh, he just said, Sonny, man, you want to do an album? I said, hell no. I didn't want to do a record. <laughs> and then finally he said, come on, man, you can do it. Let's do a record. We're going to do a uh, Cold Blood record. I want you to sing on it. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> That's how it all started. Ooh. And so we spent a lot of nights in the studio. It was me, it was me, him, and Kirk, and then the band would come in and cut, and you know, then it was me and him from after rehearsal till like eight in the morning, <laughs> recording. Yeah, that, that song, "The Exodus Has Begun," I remember that distinctly. And for hallucination rain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were in the studio all night doing the song. So yeah. it was eight o'clock in the morning. He was just still up, just <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> just fired up. I'm like, man, rehearsal's gonna be at one o'clock, man. <laughs> like, but that's how that whole thing came about. He really wanted me to do a record. He had been talking about it for a while. Uh -huh. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll sing on it. So I mean, it's MPG, but he's like, come on, Sonny, you've been singing all your life now. You need to sing. This is your, okay. this is your baby. 
<laughs> so, so the whole like sci-fi concept of it, who was that your idea, his idea? Uh, which one now? Like the sci-fi sort of concept with the, the spaceships and all that stuff. Oh, that was both of our ideas. Because it's like a Parliament Funkadelic sort of. Yeah. Right, because I, yeah. I had, I ain't gonna go into that whole thing. <laughs> I had a UFO experience when I was younger, and I, <laughs> and I told him about it, and that's how all this mess got started. So he just never gave up on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> so one of the tracks that was recorded for that session but never ended up on the album was Love Dog Will Be Done. Yes. So like he gives that to Martika and that's done and dusted. How does he sort of bring that back out and get you to do it? Like was there a, a reasoning for him pulling that out? Because it's kind of unusual. He never sort of looked back that way. I don't know why. I really couldn't explain that. Prince gave that song to, to Martika in about 1990. Yeah, that's right. And then he pulled it out again to, for the Exodus sessions, and it was just weird because once he gave a song away, he didn't usually. You know, I really come don't know back. why he did that. I mean, you know, it's just he just changed his mind, I guess. Yeah. He's well, like, I, no, no, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to let you do this, or. Because so. I've got to say, the version, that like rock version. Right. It's, it's the definitive version of that yeah. song. <laughs> like, I love Martika, I love Prince, but that version, that yes. track. Yeah. It's hard, man. It just, it just <laughs> kills. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us about the 30 on 21 Lotus Flower sessions in like 2004, 2005. Suddenly Prince brings back yourself and Michael Bland and you guys are recording again. Right. And then, you know, patches of those sessions would turn up on the next few albums. Was that just like a week or a few days or was it like an ongoing thing where you guys were catching no, up? No, it was just like a few days actually. He would yeah. call and say, can you guys come in? And, and we would just go in and just start cutting, you know? Yeah. So it, it was it was it was weird in a way because it's like I mean the material turned out really good though I mean he yeah. really had an idea of what he wanted to do and I was like oh wow okay let's do it man you know I mean because we were still even after I left the MPG you know we were still tight and we were still cool and we, yeah. I was intermittently recording off and on or doing a television show with him here or there yeah yeah so yeah oh, yeah because you did like like I think Jay Leno, uh, Leno. You did Jay yeah, Leno yeah, yeah, yeah. that was what two thousand nine nine yeah. 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 Do you listen back to those albums and think, wow, Prince has really done a lot with those basic sessions? Or do you think, yeah, I remember that day uh, and we remember recording, recording that song from start to finish? Was it more like jam sessions? Um, sometimes I think of it that way, but it's, it's mostly structure. We would work yeah. on the structure okay. and see what sounds cool and what doesn't sound cool. But sometimes it just flows all the way through. So, because, you know, he, he has a, a, a basic idea of sometimes of what he wants. And sometimes it's just like, oh, man, that's it. <laughs> you know, so that's really cool. That's the fun part about it that I loved about that band. He let us play. Yeah. You know, he let us create, you know. Cool. I've got to bring up a track from the Gold Experience called Endorphin Machine. Right. Which is one of my favorite songs. And the bass line is, who, no, no one will come up with that except you. That bass line, every time I listen to that, I'm like, what? <laughs> so, tell, tell me about that bassline. Well, what if happened can, was what, what I, there is I, to tell. I just got my endorsement with a, a bass company, Warwick, because I wanted a five-string oh, bass. Warwick, I yeah. never had one. And I just been, had been playing four. So I got that low B, and I was like, oh, I can get really deep on this thing. So yeah. that pitched it down a little more. And that's how that whole thing came, came about. It just changed the whole sound. Because sonically, it was just a lot deeper. Yeah. The sound was just deeper. It was grittier, you know. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Okay, so I've been living with five strings ever since. <laughs> mm. So that Warwick bass 
from those sessions, you're, you're using that basically from then all the way through. You've, you've stuck right. with that, that. I had a different one then. Right. Then I moved up to the Dolphin. I've had that thing for... Ah, uh, the Dolphin, right. Yeah, yeah. 30 years, I yeah. think, something like that. What is it It's, it's on his last like, leg now. It's about to... <laughs> it's going to be like one of them born arrows in the, in the Inquisition. It's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that bass that you love so much? I just love the way it sounds. I can't give it up. You know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've had other dolphins. They don't sound the same as that. I mean, I guess because I've been beat it up and broke yeah. it down so yeah. through the years. So. It's lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, ouch, stop it. <laughs> it's there now, but I'm going to play it till the wheels fall off. So. Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> so um, when you first started with MPG, you had that other bass, the Model C one with the big handlebar. Was that oh, difficult? That to was oh, Prince's yeah. bass. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what happened? I got to tell you the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put, it's a right-handed bass. Yeah. And so the strap lock was on the top of the bass. Mm. So he wanted me to play it upside down, right? So they put the strap lock on the back. I said, don't put it on the back. It's, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to stay. So we're in rehearsal one day. And me not holding on to the bass. I, I was always like, I got to just hold it when I'm not playing. So I did something and I let it go and it just fell Ooh. off. Bam! The top broke off the top of it. It just looked like a just a messed up yeah. violin or something. <laughs> and he said, Sonny, don't you know how much that bass cost? <laughs> I said, yeah, man, I know. What the heck, man? What am I going to do now, man? What am I going to do? It'll be like $20,000 or man, something. Man, I told him not to put the strap on uh, the I, I said, man, it's, it's that guy. That dude that's reading Field and Stream magazine. It's him. <laughs> so, but he, he he was laughing about it. He just, they sent it to the shop and fixed it. So, yeah. But I, I know he was shocked when it hit, because everybody looked and they were like, oh. <laughs> the thing said, bam, the top flew off. Gotcha. And I said, oh. <laughs> uh, I got a question about um, Corey Wong. You've yeah. done some stuff with him. And I was really happy the way, because I started getting into like um, Wolfpack and Louis Cole, some of these online YouTubers. Right. And suddenly Corey Wong is, I found him as being the guitarist of Wolfpack. Right. And suddenly I'm like, wait a minute, Sonny T's playing for um, Corey Wong. Right. And um, he, he's from Minneapolis, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's really got that Minneapolis sound. I notice he right, brings right. a lot of the MPG horns in, and I think Michael Bland's recorded a song or two with him. Yeah, Michael's cut on some um, of the stuff too. So can you give us some thoughts on um, Corey Wong? <laughs> no, he just called me. He always calls me for recording sessions. He's like, Sonny, man, I want to get some of that funk on my stuff, man. Can you, can you come in and play? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And so he, he really has really nice, expansive songs. So Yeah. He just like, man, just whatever you want to do, man, just do it, man. Just please, man, just do it. And I'm like, okay. So I, he just let me go. Just do your thing. Cool. Yeah, he just <laughs> let me go. So I just went. I'm like, okay. But no, he's a, he's a great guitar player. He's a great yeah, songwriter. Yeah. And he's a really good guy. He's got a lot of energy. You know, he's just a, a hustler, you know. I remember you sent me those videos and I'm yeah. watching it and I was like, Sonny T's. <laughs> I, I don't know who the other guy is, but Sonny's. <laughs> I watch yeah, it just for that. This festival, everybody's saying, like, everybody's here just to say, I'm here to see Sunny. Like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, it, well, not everyone, <laughs> but uh, some. Everyone Man. that I've heard, everyone's like, I'm here for Oh, you know, yeah. you know I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any future plans? Future projects coming up? Um, When's the next Sunny T album coming up? Um, I really don't know. I'm going to do an album eventually. I got to do one before I die. <laughs> But I'm just. Um, Are you guys doing an MPG we, album? Yeah, we. Um, what like I, what am I gonna say about that, man? <laughs> ah, tell the truth, there, boy. Yeah, MPG is <laughs> gonna come out with a new record eventually. Ooh, here. Nice. 
Yeah, sooner than later, for sure. There's uh, no doubt about it. So. Oh, well, we're waiting for that then. Oh, I just thought of something. The Gold Experience Tour. And you're sitting up there in a chair very similar to that one. <laughs> <laughs> What? How did that happen? Are you just like, I'm not standing up for two hours? No, no, no. He wanted me to sit down. I don't know why. He's like, Sonny, you can sit down and relax on the chair. Just sit down. You know. Put your feet up. You got all, I had all this stuff in front of me to do, too. So it was like, he said, just sit down. And I was really tired of sitting down. Cause uh, <laughs> so you want to stand up. Some gigs, I'd be back there when it's a beer. Be, <laughs> I looked down at Michael. Michael's head of me. I'd be like, because I had a mic. Hey, Mike, you wait down there. <laughs> you get too comfortable in that chair. Right. Uh, no, that was some fun gigs, though. If the gold experience, if that tour ever came to Australia, I possibly could have died. So it's, it's, probably, oh, it's probably a good thing. You know, I kind of wish we could have came here with that. That, yeah. that was just a really, really cool thing. You know, I mean, it was, it was stripped down. And it was like, forget the hits. It's right. gold experience time. Right, exactly. That's New exactly music. where he was, too. Yeah. So. That was a crazy time. Oh man! Ooh, what, what else? What do we get? Yeah. I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about your time. That's good. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show, okay. and God oh, bless you guys. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh no, no, you're thank very you. welcome. Thank you. So that was Mr. Sunny T. Sunny Thompson interview right there with Peach and Black. So back to the story. The second night. Where were we? We left O'Malley's pub and. Player. And then uh, we had them get back in the cars. We had to take them back to Caloundra. So uh, and this time we got Tony M and Sunny T Sunny. in our car. And so yeah, it's just surreal that like I'm in the back seat of a car with Sunny T in the front of me. <laughs> so, like Captain's driving, and in the front is Tony M. And I'm just yeah. thinking, like, I would never thought I would see the day that I'd be in a car with these two guys. Like, out of think all the guys. Think about that. Just think about that. Yeah. If, forget everything else that happened this that weekend. <laughs> We're driving. A, I'm driving a, a car a with Sonny Thompson a, an, an and Tony. Yeah. Uh, Holden Commodore, yeah. Holden and player in the back. And it is, again, the most surreal moment ever. I, it is. I think it's I can't remember what we started talking about, but if anyone but, well, follows me on Twitter, I'm always going on about Trump and all this bullshit. So at least half that car ride, like me and Sonny and Tony, were going on about Trump. And well, just, it was. Hmm. It started out, like, we were talking things about, like, climate change and things like that. Oh, Greta. Um, yep. Yeah, we were talking about things like climate change, and that went into conversation that evolved into American politics and... Yeah. All sorts of stuff, like religious stuff, deep stuff. But at the same time, he's, you know, cracking jokes within between all this sort of stuff. But, like, the, the conversation was, like, you know, some heavy topics and highly intelligent stuff. And, um, you know, these guys speak really eloquently on it. It was pretty cool. It was, it was really cool, like, the stuff they were talking about. And Sonny was talking about... Um, He's working on some music. He's working on an album and some music. Um, well, yeah, and some straight, of the- straight after... He left Caloundra. I think he was going back to, to the States for like a, a, a day yeah. or two. And then he was flying mm. straight out to Italy to work mm. with some artist on another album. So, man, he's just working nonstop. Yeah. But, yeah, again, even that car ride, apart from as surreal as it was just being in the car with him, then ending up talking American politics and yeah. all this other stuff. It's just like, what is happening? <laughs> again, who 
Who would ever guess in your entire life that that was going to happen? Mm. Insane. Sonny also dropped some hints. Well, I mean, maybe not hints. Back at uh, O'Malley's about um, someone asked him about, are you going to ever record your own album? And he's like, yes, I, I, it's something he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, at some point, he wants to record his own solo yeah, album. Yeah, he, so. he spoke to me about that as well. Ooh. And also too, like at random points, you know, when you're hanging around Sonny T, he just breaks out in these harmonies and stuff. Of He'll just start singing songs. Yeah. yeah. He'll just start singing like phrases and stuff. Like he'll just like get into his own groove and it's really cool to, to hear. I noticed a few times like um, someone would come up to Sonny and ask him something like, oh, are you right? Are you all good? Or something like that. And he'd be like, yeah. And then the person would leave and he'd continue the conversation just like kind of to himself. Like, <laughs> yes. I noticed yeah. that a few times. He's just laughing. Like, you know, they joke about him being an alien. You know, apparently there's yeah. a story that, that he had an experience yeah. when he was experience. younger or something. And you know, he, you really see it like <laughs> he is kind of like he's an odd kind of dude in the best way yeah. um, and I remember um, when he was signing my Exodus CD he was flipping through and he saw the galaxy at the end and he's like yeah there you go see that, that, that's all from the you know the UFO experience and all this yeah yeah I mean, all of us love Sonny T, but after last weekend, I just love the guy even more. Like, when you know yeah, him, you know, totally. you just hang out with him. Oh, he's just... I mean, the whole crew, the whole crew were great. You know, Morris was great. Tony was great. They were just great people to hang around with and just, you know, just like friends. It was just, just really surreal. It was so good. We've got to tell the final story about the final goodbye when we got back to the hotel and we dropped off Tony and um, <laughs> Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do this one man? we get back to the hotel we're dropping them off we're saying goodbye you know shaking hands and Tony goes in first you know good night good night anyways Sonny's still there and he's like he's trying to get in and he can't open the door like he's he's trying to open the door he's trying to press buttons on the thing he doesn't know what he's doing and <laughs> I, I, he's like I can't get in it's a security yeah. lock they lock the doors after a certain time and they need their yeah. pass to get back in and <laughs> So he had he was searching through his wallet trying to find his his card for the hotel and he's like and it, what, he's, he's like why can't everything just be normal <laughs> why can't life be normal yeah <laughs> singing it out yeah. but yeah he he gave us all a big hug at the end of the night and uh, captain got his phone number and he or he gave his phone number to captain and gave us hugs and yeah and he said to captain he said and I, I quote this is an exact quote you are the coolest dude I've ever met yeah yeah that's Sonny T to captain yeah that still also blows my mind maybe he had a few beverages that night but yeah that still blows my mind that he even said that yeah. I still can't believe that I mean first Tony M calls me out in Days of Wild and then Sonny <laughs> Son, and then Sonny T says that does yeah. this weekend get any freaking better, yeah. better? <laughs> insane so that was. I think that I think was, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was the best weekend I've but, had yeah. in forever. Yeah, exactly. And we now did. we're like days and days later, and I'm still recovering. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally Thanks, slept Danny. four or five hours each night, and it was like bad sleep. It was just. Uh, I think I'm because um, Captain stayed at my place that night, and you know, we, it was probably like I think it was four a.m. when we went to bed. It was four yeah. a.m. And, <laughs> yeah, um, and we woke up at like seven, seven thirty or yeah, something. Yeah, seven. Yeah, once the sun comes in, you can't. Anyway, so first thing Captain says to me is, "I'm too old for this shit." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like later on in the morning, I get a text from Steve, and exactly the same thing: "I'm too old for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> But it was awesome. That's, that's anyway, the um, motto for the week. Captain's saying he's tired. Captain's hounding me all morning. Let's go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Gotta get to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not having Taco Bell for breakfast after having a kebab at like 1 a.m. in the morning. Like, <laughs> hey, it was with Sunny T's. Come on. Well, yeah. So anyway, lunchtime rolls around. We did go to Taco Bell. After all yeah. the, the six months of nagging, six months of nagging to go to Taco Bell, we finally went there. 
and it, it was it, it wasn't was awful acceptable it was acceptable i mean it's psycho metal it's as good as it is you know but the rest of the night you spent like we just blasted print stuff uh, exodus we blasted anything. exodus oh we listened we pretty much listened to the whole of exodus we listened to all cool. the segues of exodus <laughs> and just listened to Sonny T laughing <laughs> yeah and we were just like this is exactly what it was like last night that's just that whole vibe you know uh, just laughing and joking and so good good times okay mc i think we're done <laughs> But you haven't spoken about how much you guys love Sonny Thompson. Um, <laughs> have you mentioned Sonny T? Sonny, isn't he a bass oh, player fantastic. or something? Something like that, yeah. So, for everyone listening, I hope we, you enjoyed that episode. And uh, hearing from the MPG and from P&B and from everyone that was there at Caloundra Music Festival, sounds like a great experience. Uh, hopefully, I'll be there myself next time. Thank you for your support. This has been another Peach and Black episode, but before we head out of here, it's shout-out time. And now this is uh, quite a list, so um, listen carefully. (laughs) And if we have missed you, we do apologise, because it was a wild weekend. Yeah. Uh, We already said at the start, but again, Travis and Jill, Catherine Morgan at Caloundra Music Festival, all the staff and security and volunteers at the festival, you're all great. Play it. Uh, Michelle, Mama Bear, for being... You the know, chef. just doing everything. The, the shepherd's pie chef. <laughs> and just mama bear to the band, like uh, taking care of everybody. Um, yeah, Steve we Bennett. wouldn't have got into O'Malley's if she didn't work some magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Bennett, Nick and Vanessa, Matthew, Anna, Mark and Ruth, uh, Kirsten, Carolina, Danielle, Rachel. Heather, Nicole and Roger and Sailor. Can't forget Sailor. Sailor ended up in the yeah, in O'Malley's with cool. us. Having a, and he was in the car with us as well on the way there. He's cool. Yeah. I met him at a Parliament Funkadelic gig like two years ago. He's a really cool guy. And he, remember, Newca- he remembered you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got like one of those memories, you know. Like, yeah, I, I saw you with the George Clinton show at, uh, at this uh, date Max, on this time. He knew exactly yeah. where it was. And I'm like, I'm glad you remembered because I never would have remembered where. <laughs> I remembered his face, but I never would have remembered where. Anyway, uh, yeah. Con and Amanda. Con and Amanda and, and their kids. They were, they were great. It's good to see you again, Con. We have to give a shout out to Gorilla Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you call it Monkey Mountain or Gorilla Mountain, Tojin? Either oh, one. Mean, we've always either one. Uh, I think it looks like a Yeti. So I'm going to say Yeti yeah. Mountain. <laughs> local local Caloundra people will know what that means. Uh, of course, the, the Roadhouse right? Grill, that place where we had the first crazy night. O'Malley's yeah. Pub, uh, the second night. And shout out to Hearts. We'll talk to you someday. And last course, but not least, generation. all of the new, new power generation. Les yeah. and... Kenny and Morris and Sonny and Tony and Homer. Homer was great. Tony was great. Oh, everybody was great. Like, I can't reiterate. I do. I, I remembered another story. Um, when we were in the O'Malley's pub, I had a good chat to, I had a brief chat to Kenny Holman as well and about his time with Prince. And, you know, he he's, hasn't been part of the band playing with Prince live, but he's done a lot of studio stuff um, probably in the last, you know, from pretty much 1995 up until Prince's passing. And he was saying like some of the stuff that the MPG horns were recording or the horn heads were recording for Prince in the last few years, was he reckons it's some of the best stuff that the horn heads have ever put on for Ooh. Prince. So hopefully some of that stuff. And he was he was kind of talking about the Baltimore song, you know, that was kind of the start of it and um, how, you know, it had a guitar solo by Prince and they started arranging it really crazy, not just with the horns, but also with strings and all this kind of thing. And he, he was sort of hinting that there's a lot of other material that uses that same sort of process. 
um, then hopefully, yeah, that one day, that'll see the light of the day. That'll be cool. Yeah, shout out to Anna. And she is organizing this uh, night in Brisbane called the Gold Experience. Which is on Saturday, the 16th of November. If you're in Brisbane, it's at the bunker, which is underneath the Fritzenberger. Not um, bunkers mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. Don't go there. It's <laughs> You'll travel a really long way and you won't see the one you're expecting. 52 Petrie Terrace. At the bunker, Saturday, 16th of November. It's a Prince party, the gold experience, and it's a tribute to Prince. Get your tickets and go, Brisbane crew. So that's it. Thank you to everyone. It was the best weekend I've had. Uh, it was great. And in addition to that local gig for Australians, uh, got to give MPG a bit of a shout out as far as upcoming events. So they're going to be touring all over the place in Europe, which I know a lot of our listeners are at, everywhere from Monaco to France to Belgium, Netherlands. You know, they're doing the whole thing. And there's a whole bunch of like Eastern Europe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the UK. They're doing all sorts of dates. And it's starting in late November, going all the way through December. So check that out. Go to newpowergeneration.net and you'll see all the tour dates there. Uh, definitely check them out because they put on a great show. All the guys seemed really keen for that too. They talked about that a lot, how they're all really looking forward to the European shows. Eastern Europe, yeah. So they start in Monte Carlo, then they move to Paris, Brussels, Amsterdam, Holland, England. Uh, They do some shows in England and then up to Scotland. So if the MPG are coming to your town, you you better be there. Between November 29th and December 12th, go and see them check the dates yeah i think it's up until december yeah i think they're going right up up until december 17th but uh yeah we highly recommend it check it out and if you're listening to this after that date don't go because you're too late (laughs) yes so yeah that's the show we described like lots of things that happened but i just don't think it translates how great like how many times did we say it was great it was fantastic but thank you i don't think you can actually get across just how cool an experience it was so, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Anyway. <laughs> You've been listening to another classic Peach and Black podcast. Catch all our episodes at podbean.com, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud, and all good podcast directories. Search for Peach and Black Podcast. You can continue your Peach and Black experience online. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The Peach and Black Podcast is written and produced by Rob S., MC, Player, Toe Jam, and Captain. Original theme music by yours truly, Toe Jam. Audio production and additional audio editing by Captain at Funky Temple Studios. Episode artwork by Reverend. Share our podcast with your friends and Prince fans. If you love our show, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can contact the Peach and Black Podcast by email at peachandblackpodcastofficial at gmail.com.